Merry Christmas, Dubs. And a happy new year to you. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got you something. Oh, you did? We talked about it. We I don't want to toss it because okay. there's glass in it. There's glass in this. Yeah. Also, don't peek because <laughs> the package that it came in barely holds it and so, I did not wrap it. Okay. So. But go for it. This is something I really wanted to give it to you on the podcast okay. uh, because it's relevant to the podcast as you're about to see. Um, go ahead. It's taped a little. Um, and it's, it's not something that I went out to buy you something. I saw it and I was like, Oh, I have to, I have have to, to. it's too relevant. Okay. (laughs) Did you, or did you steal these? (laughs) So it's those, what did you call them? Turbo spiral (laughs) shakers. (laughs) The, uh, the ribbed vortexes. (laughs) Ribbed vortex cheese I'm, and pepper flakes. I'm strangers. rubbing my thumbs over the ribs as we speak. How's how's the vortex? This is like I, I feel like I'm owning history <laughs> I, right now. I literally could not find a set that wasn't ribbed and vortexed because they dominate the market. <laughs> yeah, like we've been over this. It was. There are a lot of brands though. Like it's not like one brand just has the monopoly. I also I put foil under the lid to seal in the freshness, so you have to oh, unscrew thank it. You. Take oh, the thank foil you, thank off. you, thank you, thank you. Oh wow, those. That's so they, amazing. <laughs> so there you go, man. <laughs> thank you so much for these. I don't think you understand how awesome these are. I uh, I I thought you would like them. <laughs> I do have, have on your table when you want a little a little shaky shaky or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, these I can't I can't wait. Um notice the top of the pepper one. Yes, is slotted. Didn't I say like wouldn't slots work better for pepper cuz they get stuck in the little holes? Yes. That's a set that I ordered. It's cheese and pepper flakes and one of them was slotted and I was like, "Oh, I know which one's going in this one." <laughs> did uh did your girlfriend ask what are these? Yeah, they came in and she goes, why did you buy us those? What'd you say? <laughs> They're for dubs. And then she said, why did you buy him those? <laughs> okay. I, said, I got... Well, obviously, listen to episode 112 or whatever Yeah, it was. yeah. I gotta say, this is one of the most thoughtful gifts I think I've, I've ever gotten. Um, I appreciate it. I feel like we should... I feel like we should have ordered pizza for tonight. Ah, oh, son of a gun. Should we pause? We should have. Pick back up in 45 minutes. We should have. Pizza, <laughs> this, scotch. Oh, I'm sipping a scotch, by the way. This would have been a perfect combination. That'd, um, be, that'd be pretty good. I got to get your gift. Okay. You. Ooh, now I'm going to vamp again. I love when you don't pause. No, it won't be long. Won't be long. Okay. <clears throat> oh, it's right outside the door. Oh, it's large then. You hit it outside the door. Oh, I almost just Ooh, knocked the scotch on myself. Not, uh, <laughs> spill the scotch over the $300 strit and... Was this a three hundred dollar chair? No, that pedal. Oh, Strymon went trembling. There we go. Oh, thank you, sir. It's three hundred dollars. So this gift was three hundred dollars. No, the pedal you almost knocked Scotch into. Yeah, go ahead. Help yourself. Help yourself. Excellent tissue paper. Oh shit! You are trying very hard. I am to get me to play hockey. I am. Well, here's the thing. Give the inside a smell. Give the inside a smell. They'll smell like a hand. No, they smell no, pretty they fresh. don't. Yeah, no, they don't. You know what they smell like? <laughs> they smell like a professional AHL Hartford Wolfpack equipment manager washed them professionally for me <laughs> to disinfect them and get them ready for usage. That's what they smell like. That's excellent. Wait this a minute. Is, wait a minute. 
Wait, I think I saw that there was more. They go with something. Hang on. Do they go with this puck? They do. There's a puck. They also go with this. And a stick. Oh my good. I feel like a little kid. <laughs> it's the exact one that I asked for. The Bauer 2N Pro Pro wow. Stock. This is long. This is like uncut, right? I have you got to cut it. Measure it and cut it. You got to cut it. This is no joke. So exciting. <laughs> is it? My own puck. My own tape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Grip tape. You, have to le you can learn how to tape up your stick. This is very good. We'll definitely do a, a, a stick taping next time. I'm going to walk in the house with a fucking hockey stick. And my girlfriend's going to be like, where the hell did you get that? No, she's not going to wonder. She knows where I'm coming from. Dude, thank you. That's so awesome. Yeah. My first gear. Yeah. So I got I got the gloves. Uh, I got Like I said, I got the gloves professionally handled and cleaned. They should feel nice. They are very nice. Yes. Were these yours? Yes. That's awesome. They fit really well. Yes. I figured they would. Hockey gloves, lacrosse gloves is what I'm more used to. There's something about them that just feels so good. There's very few sports They're with like gloves. Soft. Yeah. Uh, baseball gloves are like these weird flappy like wings that yes. go on your hands. Yes. But these are just like... They're like shaped in the way that's like the perfect default hand shape. Like if, if you're listening to this, just let your hands just fall limp. And that's exactly <laughs> the shape that hockey gloves are in. That's what hockey gloves are made to be. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I almost didn't give you those gloves. Why? Those are the first pair of gloves that I ever bought. So sentimentally, I was just like, these are really special gloves. But at the same time, I was like, they're too loose for my fit style. Like, I prefer them to be tighter. Mm -hmm. And they're the best conditioned uh, gloves that I have that are older. Because they don't have any massive holes or rips yeah. or tears. They're a little worn out in spots. They're they're worn. I wouldn't say worn. worn out. They're, they're worn. They're worn. Yes. Ugh, these are good. I'm going to wear these for the whole episode. You can. You might get hot, but you can. Maybe. You can. I'm going to drive home with them. I mean, <laughs> you, you could. You could. They are anatomically designed to like conform around something. Yeah. yeah. So you could. And oh, the stick man. you'll have to measure... Yeah, this is... So when you get the stick... The stick is, what's this, about like 20, 30 feet long? Let me see. So when you get a stick, you measure it from the... You have to go straight up. Yeah. And you want the top to be cut somewhere between your nose and your chin. Oh, pretty so small It area. could be anywhere. Standing off the ground, like shoes? Stand foot. Yeah, no, with shoes. So okay. This. Yeah. So for me, it would be... Wow, yeah. Here. You're cutting off a solid foot. Yeah. For you, it's probably going to be... So this stick, actually, I said it's like 20 or 30 feet long. It's like six feet long. Yeah. Yeah. You will probably need to cut off uh, a solid six inches off the top yeah. for your style. But I made, I, I actually made sure this got put in, this uh, butt end. Oh, yeah? For this stick for you. Why is that? Because uh, it was too short without it. Oh. <laughs> so I wanted you to have the flexibility. Um Okay, cool. It is a very large stick. <laughs> it's like unwieldy. Yeah. That's awesome. But well, now you have your own stick. Well, now I have to play hockey professionally starting immediately. That is a pro stock stick. You may notice it has the name Suter on it. I do notice that. Yes. What's that? Uh, it means it's a pro stock level stick. It's not a retail level stick, which means it was meant for a professional hockey player. Wow. Yes. This feels too powerful. It is a very awesome. powerful stick. Wow. Very cool. I'm very excited. That's good. Cool. That's good. 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How was your Christmas? It was a lot like Thanksgiving. It was quiet. Mm. It was efficient. Mm. It was condensed. Um, definitely overdid the food. Okay. We had a 13 pound prime rib. Yipes. For four people. <laughs> Easy. Everybody get three and a half pounds. So we got, uh, <laughs> we got three fourths of the way of half of it. Yeah. So we cut them into, so they wouldn't fit in a pan. So we had to cut them into two, we cut them into halves. So we had six, two six pound roasts <laughs> that we cooked in separate ovens. And we got through 75% of one of them. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, not even 75%. That's a pound. We cut 75% of it. Okay. And then I had to finish cutting the rest of it afterwards so we could split it up for people to take home. Nice. Um, that's yummy. Yeah. So that was good. Um, How many people were there? Total four adults, it sounds like. Four adults. That was very it. small. Just immediate family. The, uh, the It was the latest I've ever opened presents. We didn't open presents until one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Tell me about this coffee chaos. Because uh, my sister didn't come over until her kid was ready to come over. Mm. And her kid had to take a nap. Mm. So they weren't ready to come over until then. Mm-hmm. So we just, my mom and I just like set up everything. Like mm. we just, we just set things up. And did, did you all have breakfast? I did have breakfast. Tell me about that. Oh, man. So <laughs> because my sister wasn't there, I actually didn't get the egg souffle. That's fine. I had two over easy eggs with an with a bagel, toasted, one with cream cheese, one with butter. Uh, both eggs had melted American cheese on them, mm. and I cut them up so I would get runny yolk everywhere. Yeah. And I took the bagel ends and I and I yes. cleaned up the runny yolk, and I would take a bite of the salt and peppered American cheese over easy eggs, and then as I was eating that, I would take a bite of either the cream cheese, yolks soaked bagel, or the butter bagel and yeah and then i had that with a nice 12 ouncer of uh, starbucks holiday blend black nice it was very um, good i'm googling to see if there's <laughs> this is perfect there's an ask reddit thread that ex- asks the exact same question i was about to ask out loud word for word what is the word for when you are like horny but for food <laughs> Um, what is it? The top comment is hungry. You muppet. Oh uh, yes, that is that is a good that is a good word. No, but I feel like there needs to be some like German word for. Like, I'm sure there is food horny. That is uh, that's that is what just happened to me. That's how I felt. Uh, that was an amazing breakfast. Um, a surprising hit for the hors d'oeuvres was uh, stuffed bread. So. What my mo- mom did was she took, you know, like uh, biscuit rolls, mm-hmm. like the crescent ones that yeah. you like crack open from the tube. Yeah. She took that and she stuffed them in the bottom of a, of a bread sheet. Okay. She then layered it with uh, like a spinach artichoke dip. And then she put more biscuits on top. Yes. And she pushed them, smushed them all together. And then she layered it with cheddar cheese, Parmesan cheese like uh reggiano and all that stuff and then uh she put that in the oven Mm -hmm. and then she she just baked it until it was all bubbly and brown and then she cut it up and then i thought it would be too much no it's great (laughs) wow i was like like cut it like 
like cake or brownies or something? Like cake. Yeah, because it's in a bread pan. <sighs> and you take... Here's the problem, though. There is so... Because don't forget, the spinach and artichoke dip, it's not like cold and firm. No. So <laughs> it's... It sounds like a goopy mess. It is a mess. But like, so you can't even like get it out. You have to like make the cuts and then you have to like slide it out and then it just like falls apart. And then you have to like scoop it up with like a fork and a knife to put it on a plate. And it's not the type of bread you can eat as bread. You have to eat it with a fork and knife. Yeah. You like scoop up some of the spin art. Yeah. But like the spinach and artichoke dip is all like creamy and it's it's all hot. And then you have like the the the, the like burnt cheese on top from that. And you have like all this really good textures oh oh yeah oh, i'm sorry she also buttered <laughs> like herb buttered <laughs> yeah like each piece of bread oh like of the of the rolls that she put in yeah that's incredible oh and i said to her i said you know this is this might be too much dairy <laughs> i said this might be too much dairy and she said that's what the recipe calls for and i said right it might be too much dairy right, still <laughs> it's still too much dairy that's that's what's happening here yeah um but yeah so that was that um it was wow. pretty good. It was, you know what? It was overall, it was weird doing things so late in the day. Yeah. But um, it was good. It's always good. I don't think there's ever been like a Christmas time that was really like the worst day ever. Yeah. yeah How was there's yours? There's been some like weird moments. You had a like big that. one, right? Like the I big had, 40 person one. I, I want to know how your girlfriend handled her gifts. I had a big one. And then my small one was bigger than yours. <laughs> so, um, first of all, big one. Uh, girlfriend and I drove down to my parents a few hours before the big one was supposed to start at my aunt's. Um, and then we all drove down together. So, controversial this year. No dinner, no entree, no main course. Hors d'oeuvres only. Hors d'oeuvres, finger foods, everybody sign up to bring your own thing. Pigs in a blanket, spina copita, shrimp exactly. cocktails. So far, these all were there. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, so that was great. Everybody loved it. There's no, like, a, a lot less dishes to clean because we had, like, little paper plates to, like, put your stuff on. You would take a plate, grab a couple things, walk around, talk to people, let's go back into the food room. I was going to say, and you know what? You get full a lot faster than you think off of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I really didn't eat that much. I ate like two small paper plate, paper yeah. plates, like three shrimp cocktail, like two pigs in a blanket, one spanakopita. Um, I had some, there was a charcuterie board, uh, so I had some of that. And then the runaway hit of the night was, I wish I knew the name, it was like a uh, like a pastry dough in like a little cupcake thing um, that they like baked and puffed up like a little puff pastry. What, did it have brie and jam? No. It had uh, um, like prime rib, like thinly shaved like, steak. Uh, like, like roast beef or English like cut? Roast beef. Okay. Like roast beef, uh, slightly warm uh, with a horseradish creme fraiche on top. <sighs> Just a little absolutely no mess why are we not eating right now yeah (laughs) why are we (laughs) what are we doing to ourselves this is super early in comparison to what we usually do we should be having dinner while we do this that's that's (laughs) i have the uh, continue continue uh so that was awesome um there are some good drinks some people made some fun cocktails Uh, i tried coquita for the first time coquita uh c-o-q-u-i-t-a it's a it's a liqueur uh, from Puerto Rico. Uh, okay. One of my cousin's girlfriends is from Puerto Rico, and it's basically like Puerto Rican eggnog. Oh. Uh, and that's exactly how I'd describe it. But it comes in a bottle. Was it good? It's so good. Okay. So good. It was creamy. 
rummy, are coconutty. You a, are you a big eggnog person? Uh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, lactaid for those lactose intolerant folks out there who like eggnog is instantly on the no list. How many did you take? Well, when I have eggnog, eggnog, six per glass, six, <laughs> six per glass, lactaid pills per glass. Oh my gosh. That stuff is potent. Yeah. But lactaid, the actual lactaid company makes a lactaid eggnog. Ooh. And boy, let me tell you, it is better than hood eggnog. Really? Like hood, the golden eggnog. It is better. Okay. So, uh, lactose intolerant or not, pick it up. That's what my, okay. my girlfriend and dad prefer now for eggnog. Is that's lact- that's how I feel about brand. vegan dogs. I like I like vegan hot dogs more than hot dogs. Some of them are good. What, what brand do you do? Because my girlfriend's been trying to find the best one. Honestly, I don't even know the brand name. All right. It's just... I next remember, time. Yeah, next time I'll look. Photo. I'll have to look next time. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the hors d'oeuvres, uh, entree or no entrees, things like that were a, a big hit. That was really nice. We also kind of forgot to do like our gift exchange, uh, like uh, Yankee swap thing. We okay. would, our cousins, we would always either do a secret Santa or a Yankee swap. Um, so it would be like Christmas. Everybody would come in and say hi, whatever, hang out, catch up with each other, eat, you know, say the big grace where everybody gathers in one room and somebody does like a little speech thing. Uh, and then eat, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually someone would be like, are we doing presents yet? And then that would get everybody to go do presents, do some photos before anybody leaves. And then people start to trickle out. And then it becomes like the core, the closest family members towards the end of the night. There was no dinner. The food was ready when we got there and more food arrived as more people arrived. So there was no like grace moment. There was no like, okay, everybody come do this. Everybody sit down. And then we just kind of forgot to set up a gift thing. So there was no, like, gift moment. <laughs> so there was no, like, moment at this Christmas, which that's the weird thing that was missing. People just filtered in. Everybody ate. Everybody got some time with each other, and everybody got to hang out. And then uh, hours later, people started to filter out. So it was just like a, a Christmas ramped up and ramped down. <laughs> and there was no, like, okay. it's Christmas. So it was interesting. So that was your Christmas morning? That was Christmas Eve. Okay, Oh, this was all okay, Christmas okay, Eve. Okay, okay, I got you. I got and then you. we went home um, and pretty much went straight to bed because we were so tired. Yeah, <laughs> and I would imagine. Tipsy and <laughs> full uh, of food. Like, and... Full of food, yeah. And sore voices from laughing and yelling and blah, blah, blah. Christmas morning, woke up, coffee. Uh, Ooh, yeah. We woke up pretty early. Yeah. Um, so we woke up pretty early. We got to do all the presents. Um, everybody... In my immediate family, so the four of us and my girlfriend who was there, everybody got something and received something that just hit the nail on the head. Like, just like, Wah. that is perfect. Like, those gifts that you're like, I fucking nailed it. That was so good. Oh, that nice, person loves nice. it. Okay. And then everybody got something that was either like unexpected and incredible or like, yes, thank God someone got me this. It's exactly what I asked for. Okay. Um, you're looking at it right here on the bed. This oh, beautiful really? L.L. Bean jacket. Where each section of the jacket is a different color. Yes. Uh, and they're I like all it. muted earth colors. You I got like, that. like your earth teal, your dark navy blue. Was that Santa? That, I don't remember. <laughs> I think that was my parents. Okay. <laughs> AKA Santa. Santa. Yeah, they okay. still they still do the distinct wrapping yep. paper for my sister, me, and now my girlfriend. And it's like, these are from Santa. Yeah. Chris, yours is the one wrapped in the elf wrapping paper. Like <laughs> Will Ferrell elf yeah, movie yeah. wrapping paper. So yeah, that was great. Um, my sister got me a weighted blanket, which has been Ooh. magical, let me tell you. Ooh. Yeah. Um, How heavy? Tw- I got 20 pounds. It's supposed to be 10% of your body weight. That's it? Yeah. 
It's okay. 20 pound on a blanket is heavier than oh, you think. Oh, true. That sounds yeah. a lot heavier than Like you could too. pick up like a 20 pound dumbbell and it's nothing. Yeah. But when it's like a sheet <laughs> that's 20 pounds, it's very difficult to like maneuver. Is, do you pass out? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's literally like an off switch. <laughs> really? But I also play, I've been playing video games in it. I kick my feet up on an ottoman and I put it all the way up to my neck. And just my little hands are sticking out holding the controller. Because when I my, my controller goes under the blanket, the blanket is heavy enough to kind of get in the way of, like, hitting buttons. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, moving my thumb from the stick. Do you get sleepy playing games now? Um, I get very relaxed playing games. Okay. It's okay. like a... It's like an off switch. It's like a... No, I, I get it, because I like it when my dogs, um, like, lay on me. Yeah. So I get it. I like it. Yeah, it's just... So, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Um... Yeah, it's just a really good time. We all had an absolute blast, like hanging out in the morning, opening presents and things like that. Did she get the coffee maker? She got the fucking coffee maker. <laughs> I she told me after she's like, you honestly started to sell it pretty hard. She kept asking me about it and like nagging me, like, oh, it looks like the Nespresso is on sale at Target. Should I should I buy one? <laughs> and I was like, no, you said you were gonna wait after Christmas, and I think that's a very good plan. <laughs> and she's like, what? why and i was like because what if you don't get it you know yeah. like what if they got you some other things yeah and she's like other things like what i was like I don't, they could get you anything i'm not going to tell you what they got you but like just theoretically what if and she's like i legit started to believe you <laughs> i got so sad but she like wouldn't shut up about it i had to yeah. lead her astray i couldn't just tell you her to put the hammer down yeah i put that I, yeah. I wanted to just be like okay listen you're not getting it i just don't want you to be disappointed but still don't buy it until after christmas did she so did she have a did she freak out or no she was like yay like it's she knew like she gave them the exact model number and color so it's it was just that and it's like yay is it an espresso maker nespresso yeah. nespresso yeah very cool so far no yeah yeah one of my friends has it yeah um we've tried it it's uh it's very tasty very tasty very, very tasty. strong <laughs> It's, well, it's it's espresso. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not normal filtered drip coffee. Uh, let me ask you, coffee savant, uh, yes. an americano is yes. an espresso like watered down, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Basically, cool. espresso with hot water. Yeah, that's what I that's what I tried to tell her. I was like, mm, that is good. That's pungent. <laughs> that yeah. is that is powerful. I'm gonna put hot water in it. And she's like, you know. And I was like, that's literally an americano. You could order an espresso yeah, watered yeah. down at a Starbucks. I mean. I only I have espresso with honey. Ooh. And I have oh ooh. Okay. Have you done that yet? No. I put a a, a creamer, an amount of nope. creamer in it that nope. would make you uncomfortable. Nope. Yes. Um you said creamer, I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> um if you take a do you have espresso uh cups? Uh no, but we could probably get okay. some. If you get espresso cups, yeah. Not a lot of honey. You do like a like a teaspoon of honey in it. Yeah. And then you just pour the espresso over it and you just stir it up. Okay. Just a little just a little dab. Just a little just dab. A it's a just hint. a funny hint. Oh. Oh, it hits. Oh. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's so good. It's good. It's dangerously good. Because instead of getting hit with bitterness that slows you down, yeah. all of a sudden it's just that's really good. I'll have another. And you forget that it's an espresso. <laughs> The next thing you know, you have four and you can't sleep until three in the morning. Yeah, it's a sip that has as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, I, I know this is not like at all what espresso is about, but I feel like that's part of the appeal of it. it it's kind of like when you drink uh, alcohol straight in a way. It's yeah. just, it's it's supposed to force you to slow down. It's fast. Yeah. yeah. Instead of just, it's not supposed to be a shot yeah. that you just like slurp down. So if it does become that, that's the problem. 
So maybe don't go heavy on the honey when you do it and mix it with this. Like maybe. So I don't like it very much and then chug it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Maybe do like a super small amount just so you yeah. can slowly build it up to the, the sweetness you like. You could like overdose on caffeine, right? Yes. Like you could have a heart attack or something. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So um, if I made like a large I think, donuts I cup think, of espresso. Yeah, I think you would shit yourself before that happens. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's his name? I think it was uh, Gabriel Iglesias, I think, said it. Mm. No, not Gabriel Iglesias, because he would know. What's his name? Uh, some Ralphie comedian. May. Yeah, yeah, Ralphie yeah. May. Uh, rest in peace, Ralphie May. Uh, large, I think he's Texan. He was Texan, I yeah. think. Or he was um, Arkansas. Big Southern comedian. Big. Like, huge overweight. <laughs> physically large. Physically overweight, yeah. known for being overweight. He was on one of the celebrity weight uh, shows. Mm-hmm. He's that big. He had a, he had a bit about how when he first went to Florida in his first experience with Cuban coffee. Yeah. He was like, I never knew. They brought him like the small espresso cup version of it. And he just went, what's this? And I was like, oh, it's coffee. He was like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a big guy. I need, I need American coffee big. And the guy didn't speak English well enough to understand. He was like, uh, no. And, and Ralphie was like, yes, sir. I need a normal sized cup of this coffee. This little thing isn't going to do it. And the guy just went, okay. And he came back with a normal cup of oh coffee. God, a mug of espresso. Yes. And he had it. He was like, he had like a full normal sip. He was like, 30 seconds later, I shit my pants in the restaurant. Oh my just, God. Just, wow. It just came right out of him. Jesus. Um, yeah. So uh, you, you, I think you, you definitely can overdose. But I think with something like coffee, especially mainly because of how coffee acts, um, I think you would shit yourself first. Okay. If you had like pre-workout, I don't think you would shit yourself. I think you would just have a heart attack. <laughs> explode. You like snorted like C4 or like <laughs> NO explode or whatever fucking pre-workouts people are taking these days. Yeah. I think that would definitely do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Fun. Can. So I'll watch out for that. Yes. So um, that, that's good. Uh, that, that sounds really nice. Um, and then what gifts the... of yours were hits? Huh? What gifts of yours were hits? Um... Uh, oh, my sister and I, I think I told you this, we went in to get my dad three tickets uh, to see the Seattle Bruins. Kraken hockey team play the Boston Bruins. Hopefully in, that's still going, right? I mean, so far, that's uh, February 1st, but he was, he was very surprised. You should be fine, it. February. I, th- I think it, I think COVID would have cooled down yeah. by then. He was also surprised to get the Theragun that I told you we were getting mm-hmm. him, even though he specifically asked for a specific model, and then we got him that model. He's like, oh my god! <laughs> we're like, yeah, that's the one that's you, asked, you for. asked for. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, I, I, I must have forgot. Like, Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Forgot. Um, and then uh, my sister, I got her on Etsy. Uh, there's this lady who makes custom marathon maps. So you tell her what marathon you ran. So like the Hartford Marathon 2021. Uh, and then you choose like a color. So I did like a marine slate with orange line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a it's like a blue, like cool looking uh, old fashioned style map of Hartford with an orange line of the marathon. Oh, that's cool. That my sister okay, ran. that's nice. And I framed it. Um, she slapped it up on her wall. So that was very cool. Um, what would you get your girl? You didn't get her the Nespresso. I didn't get her the Nespresso. Uh, she asked for, she just made a list for my parents uh, and they got her the Nespresso and a couple other things. I finished out the list. Okay. Uh, and then I got her three months of um, 
the uh, HelloFresh. Oh, membership. yeah. You told me you were going to do that. Okay, we cool, cool, we cool. really like uh, cooking together. Oh, that's uh, nice. We just have a lot of fun together, and it's a really nice, like, not bonding activity, but like a thing for the two of us. Yeah, bonding. It's bonding. It's bonding. Uh, a thing for the two of us to do that we both really enjoy doing. It's healthy. It's not crazy expensive. It's more affordable than going out. Not yes. as affordable as like going to the grocery store. But uh, Yeah, I, I feel like I can't. I mean, you'd have to ask my girlfriend. I feel like because I'm so used to cooking by myself and cooking in a uh, like commercial kitchen. Yeah. I'm so used to just like frantically doing the things <laughs> that like, because she'll ask, like, can I help? I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it sounds like you need help. I'm like, nope. Yeah. I'm good. Like, I mean, there are like, I made dinner last night. I made tacos. So I made, ooh. Uh, yeah. Did you make your own like corn masa? press no oh, okay. uh i mean i got tortillas and i i cooked them over the open flame of oh, the, nice, the nice. top okay um i made uh i made corn i made like a mexican street corn by like nice. uh, frying up some corn with some spices and stuff i made a cilantro lime crema which is uh sour cream watered down a little bit a little bit of lime and some, some chopped salt. Up cilantro yeah. a little bit of salt oh. um ground chicken uh Ooh. black beans that i just cooked the shit out of to try to get them as close to like half refried beans almost okay very very soft um uh onions and peppers uh like fajita style uh corn chicken i think that's about it uh and then some uh like some salsa um came out very good and she kept being like do you need help and i'm like no (laughs) like when i am the one making a meal like just don't uh, i'll do the whole thing because i know i have the timing down of exactly like, the corn and the the beans have to take this long so i'm gonna do the beans and then like two minutes later i'm gonna put the corn on and then i'm gonna do the chicken and then the chicken's done and i'm gonna let the chicken just stay warm on the back burner and stuff like another person will just mess it up it's like yes. the classic like too many cooks in the kitchen uh thing yeah. of like i have a plan you will be getting in the way of my the plan. only time i ask <laughs> for help is when i ask for um assistance with like prep mm. you know if i need mise en place i'll just say here dice <laughs> and that's it which that is the only time that i get to help her when she's making a meal she hates chopping and cutting so oh, and okay. i love it it's so like therapeutic to just yeah. like cut the onion sideways and then like chop 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 and then you get to like cut it this way it's really fun yeah so. um yeah you you go all out man when i make when i make tetter i'm like here's pasta with butter <laughs> I mean, the last dinner that I made was very good was I joked downstairs. I'm like, hey, we have the same pesto because it's just Barilla, pe- yeah, a jar yeah. of pesto. Yeah. Uh, I made spaghetti with pesco and shrimp. And that was it. I just yeah. sauteed the shrimp, pesto, mix it all together, slap it on a plate. There you go. Yeah. I mean, Parmesan, I, yes, no. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay, cool. Cool. Well, that's good. That was it. And then uh, Christmas uh, Day, I went to go visit my grandma. That was very nice. Uh, she's in an old folks home uh, and she was very with it that day, which was awesome. So we get to have like conversations with her and she's actually pretty funny. And then uh, Christmas dinner, some of my uh, couple of my cousins and my aunt uh, came over who we saw on Christmas Eve, but mm-hmm. we just had them over again for Christmas. What did you eat? We had a Swedish smorgasbord. Which so includes? My, my dad's homemade Swedish meatballs. Uh, korv, which is pork, beef and potatoes in a sausage. Uh, lingonberry jam, mashed potatoes. Uh, my girlfriend made Brussels sprouts, which were the best best Brussels sprouts I've ever had. Uh, just like garlic, onion, oil, um, salt. Nice. So good. 
Uh, yeah, it was just really good. Then we had some uh, ice cream, watched Elf, went home, slept for like a day straight, played a bunch of video games, and now I'm here. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I uh, came home. I did. Uh, I slept. I slept at my family's house beforehand, yep. and I. Uh, so I didn't have Christmas with my girlfriend until that night. Mm. Um, I had LASIK yesterday. Yeah. So that was a big day. Uh, and now I'm here today. And that's pretty much it. Mm. It's been pretty relaxing though, which is nice. I heard all about your LASIK downstairs. We'll say we'll save everybody the horror of yeah. those stories. Just for those who are curious about LASIKs, it is LASIK. It is um, way more traumatizing than they advertise. They downplay it. They downplay it a lot. And they also <laughs> downplay the after effects like the, oh, you might feel some stinging afterwards. That's very much downplayed. Um, it took two you Valium. You might feel a thousand bees stinging your eyes all at once for yes. six hours. Yeah. Um, and on fire. And on fire. Uh, you, uh, you, you, I took two Valiums and I think I could have used a third. <laughs> Um, for the procedure for during. the procedure yeah um yeah yeah i'm really glad so i read uh i i researched uh two days ago before the day of lasik i researched on reddit i said lasik experience on reddit so i could try to prepare myself mm-hmm. and nobody really said like it's traumatizing they all just said it's it's very intense and then i saw one comment say if they offer you a second volume take it <laughs> And I just went, oh, okay, cool. Hopefully they offered me a second one. And they did. did. And I said, yep, I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Don't think it was enough. I think I need another one. But, uh, but yeah. Um, quick note about your gift. Yeah. If you, when you cut the, cut the stick down to yeah. your height, you can walk into any hockey store mm-hmm. and say, can you please cut the stick for me? Okay. They will measure it and cut it for you. Oh, sweet. And you'll be fine. Sweet. Um, I was going to say. You can cut it yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. Okay. Um, just because I personally hate uneven edges on the end. And that yeah. will probably happen if you cut it yourself. Got it. Um, okay. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Sweet. And then you can YouTube videos on how to tape up your stick. And yeah. you can oh, go dude. down your own ritual of how to tape your stick. I was the the stick tape guy in lacrosse lacrosse yeah okay. i knew all the different patterns what do you want this one's good for this this one's good for this if you want to spiral if you really want to like not move if you just want a little bit i would put like a little nub sometimes halfway down the stick as like a little stopper for people because when you throw your hands kind of slides down the stick but oh. you don't want it to slides too far so i'd put a little nub there to kind of catch okay you could do the same on that you, you can do i used to candy cane sticks and now i sand them so now i get i think i've told you this i get grip sticks yeah sticks that have a grip yeah on. this is grippy right it's a little grippy yeah um and i sand it down because i don't like ungripped sticks but i don't like fully gripped okay, sticks gotcha. i like them half i think i might sand this it's very sticky <laughs> well you also have to see how it feels with gloves on mm, it's going to be different when you're on gloves and yeah this is pretty much the start man you got you got gloves you got a stick you got a puck to play with you got tape all you need are just skates Gotta get some skates and then I'll... Uh, and then you're on the pond. We'll mess around sometime on the Th- pond. Yeah. That's literally it. That's all yeah. you need. And then you're on the pond. My uncle's house who I did Thanksgiving with, he has a pond that freezes over every year. And they like pr- like prepare it for like skating. They go skating on it all the time. Do they play hockey or no? I Like on the pond. That's awesome. Yeah. So maybe I'll go down there. You should. Well, thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Merry um, Christmas. Speaking of intense being the LASIK surgery, uh, so far... 
That is all I know of how you felt about Spider-Man No Way Home. I said, have you seen it? And you said, yes, I saw it on this day. I said, oh, gosh, I can't wait to talk about it. Can I have a one-word review before the podcast? And you just said, intense. Intense. (laughs) Yes. So, we had the part one episode where we went through everything you knew about Spider-Man, which now you know (laughs) how little you knew about that movie. (laughs) Like, just, where do you want to start? Like, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for Spider-Man No Way Home. Please don't listen to this if you haven't seen this movie. No Way Home. Please go see the movie. Now makes sense. No Way Home. The name now makes sense. Sure. And it was funny, because, again, I didn't know the name. I forgot the title until (laughs) the very end. (laughs) Until the very end. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, and then I went, oh, that makes sense. I said, I said, wow. So you made it all the way into the theater without remembering the name of the movie. That's oh, great. yeah. I looked down. I was like, you oh. avoided the poster. I avoided everything. Did you see the poster after? There actually were no posters. Oh, wow. Do you know what the poster is? No. It's Spider Man, I think, sitting on a car on the bridge with Doc Doc's tentacles all around, a Doctor Strange portal behind him, and Green Goblin out, off in the background. <laughs> so that would have spoiled quite a bit for you. Yeah. Have you seen any of the trailers? No. After watching the movie? I fucking... I hate... I hate them doing that. What? All of that. I mean, they, they you gotta get people in the seats. Hey, we got Dr. They're Arctic gonna go to the seats. Yeah. They're gonna... You could just have... You could have just had Tom Holland and uh, Zendaya just... Zendaya just, just like looking off in the distance. False. Yeah. That would. Oh, I'm sorry. You think that wouldn't have pulled in billions of dollars? Not billions. Yes. It would not be doing nearly as well as it was. What well, hundred percent people to go that in. they were pulling because in the other. second people went in and they saw it and they like word spread, people would flock to the fucking theaters. No, because people knew what they were gonna do. They okay. So I will tell you now. They showed Doc Ock. They showed Green Goblin. There were uh, they showed Electro, and there were like hints, references to Sandman and Lizard. Um. But they did not show Andrew and Toby. In fact, they edited them out of certain scenes that they are in. They showed the scenes, but they edited them out. But you see the trailer, and you know who's going to show up. So here's the thing. When Doc Ock shows up. Yeah. Um, oh, and Daredevil was in this, too. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Daredevil just pops in for a quick visit. When Doc Ock showed up, and I realized it's... Uh, Alfred Molina. Yeah, it's it was him. <laughs> I went, oh... <gasps> I went, oh my god, it's him. That is the moment I so badly wanted to be in the theater with you for. You should have seen my face when I heard the Green Goblin laugh. And I just went, no, they didn't get Defoe, did they? And then they, I saw that they did. And when I saw that they did get Willem Defoe. Well, when he's in, like the, in the alley? Yes. Yeah. I just went, oh my god. I kind of knew at that point at least one of the Spider-Men had to be in it. Yeah. If not both, like Garfield and uh, yeah. uh, McGuire. But that kind of exploded it of just like, okay, they're, they're all, they all got to be in this. Yeah. But seeing... I am I'm seriously so jealous of you. I knew that Jamie Foxx was in this movie. I didn't. For two years. I didn't know he was in it. Because <sighs> I think either he spoiled it or like the casting got leaked or something like that. And then they just kind of had to talk about it. And they're like Jamie Foxx will be featuring uh, featured in the new Spider-Man movie as Electro, but it'll be he'll be looking different than he did. He won't be blue or something like that. And he was like, "Oh, I'm so excited to not be blue." 
It's like, well, that's interesting because they had J. Jonah Jameson at the end of the last one, played by J.K. Simmons, which weirdly isn't a multiverse guy. They just recast. It's a different J. Jonah Jameson, but just who else can play that? It has to be J.K. Simmons. It has to be. Yeah. It has so that's, to be. That was a little confusing. And apparently at that point when they cast him, they still didn't know that they were going to do the multiverse thing because they weren't sure that they could get it. They just thought it'd be great to have him in. Yeah. They're like, well, we have to do him. And then they're like, they came up with a story. And uh, that apparently Doctor Strange being in it was the plan all along. Mysterio leaked uh, his true identity. He goes to Doctor Strange to undo it. And then from there, the movie had like six or seven different possibilities for the second half of the movie, essentially. But gosh, so first off, the movie starts immediately where the last one is. Yes, I like that a lot. And it just goes. Like, he's just swinging through New York City. He immediately gets caught. Happy and uh, Aunt May break up. (laughs) Daredevil's in it as his lawyer. How did you feel about that? I, I loved it. Yeah. I thought that was <laughs> Just perfect. like the staff lands down. I thought that was perfect. I liked yeah. how, uh, like, when he catches the brick, too. I'm a really just, good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. So good. And then uh, and then it continues on. They don't get into MIT. And you realize, like, how fucked up it is to be a friend with Spider-Man when everybody hates Spider-Man. Um, and then he, he sees the little Halloween ornament that looks kind of like Dr. Strange and he gets the idea to go to him. You, you didn't know about it either. I remember you heard like a second of a trailer on Instagram where you heard somebody else's voice, like a man's voice. Do you think that was Dr. Strange that you heard? I have no idea. Uh, you, okay. So you, it was ge- that short. I, I, have no I idea. thought that you had heard something and you were trying, you were like in denial trying to block out who you think. No, you I, heard. I, 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 no you just heard something you know, yeah, i thought it, uh, yeah i had no idea it was just a voice yeah talking interesting cool so he goes there how did you feel about that whole thing spell make people forget about spider-man things like that i liked it a, i also like the fact that they touched on the fact um that he's no longer the supreme yeah wong got it on a technicality yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like well technically because i was gone for five years yeah. because of thanos yeah. wong is now a current <laughs> Yep, because even Wong looks fed up about doing it. Like Wong's like, <laughs> he yes. left the door open, everything got blizzardy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, by the way, the blizzard in the Sanctum Sanctorum that was in the trailers, and everyone was like, "What the hell happened to the Sanctum?" Literally, someone left the door open. <laughs> I yeah, I, I really I like that a lot. I, I I like I told you though, I said like there has to be some type of input into the like the multiverse has to be touched in some way because yeah. they keep mentioning it too much and there has to be some type of input about something about this to lead to the next movie which yes. is dr strange yes which leads into the next thing yeah um and now we know why strange hasn't really been doing anything it's because he's technically not the guy to he's do been it. chilling <laughs> he's technically it's not his responsibility yeah exactly um i did like I, I did like the dialogue between the two of them yeah that was cool i was just like we we saved the world like that's <laughs> Yeah you, yeah, you don't have to call me sir anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, that back and forth throughout the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> call me strange. Sir Steven. Steven, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that. It, I thought it was good. Um, it, that part, that part when the spell goes haywire, mm-hmm. it reminds me of not the Doctor Strange that we knew from uh uh infinity war or strange from his own movie it reminded me of strange from the what if series yeah it reminded me more of that strange he's a little too cocky 
little too cocky and a little too yeah he he kind of um underestimates it yeah a little too gung-ho which like i get but also i it's strange is such a weird character with his powers in that way because i i feel as if dr strange is the one guy that has this potential like limit that he doesn't really know yet. Mm, like mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like all the other Avengers, at least, mm-hmm. they knew their limit, right? Yeah. Thanos knew his capabilities. Captain America knew how far he must go. Black Widow knew what she could do. Yeah. Like even Hawkeye always joked about how much he yes, could do. Definitely the lowest <laughs> limit. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I got I got a bow and arrow, man. What do you want me to do? Um, Tony Stark was always pushing what he could do with his with his with his intelligence and his technology. Strange is the only one that never says, I can't do it, and then doesn't. Yeah. Even if he says that's not possible, he then always tries to think and find, like, oh, like, maybe there's a spell or a book, or maybe it was mentioned or something. Like, I don't yeah. know. I feel like Strange, we don't know his limit yet. Exactly. So he shows us what we think is, like, an, an apex of his ability, and yeah. then he tries to, like, edge out of that. Which, so, two thi- I agree with you 100%, and two things to, like even further that is he has had success by like breaking the rules. So like other sorcerers, their limit is the rules. Like Wong is like, you can't do that. That's forbidden. And like, even in the Dr. Strange movie, it's like, these books are forbidden. You can't read them. Strange reads them. Yeah. And then that helps him become powerful enough to save the day. Yeah. So like he's almost been taught that that is a good thing to do is to break the rules. And even like, um, in Infinity War, I have to protect the Time Stone at all costs. If it comes down to you, me, the kid, or the Time Stone, it's going to be the Time Stone every time. And then he gives away the Time Stone <laughs> to save the other people. It's like he he just breaks the rules. So a lot of people are put off at like, why would Strange do that? That's so unlike his character. I really don't think it is. Do, do what? Make a spell? Like, be so gung-ho about this spell to brainwash the entire Earth. And then Wong is like, don't do that. You shouldn't do that. And he's like... Or whatever I'm gonna do it. No, I feel like he's always been a rebel. But I, I, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. People, yeah. people were put off by that more so. Also in the trailer, which is a slightly different version of that scene than it was in the movie. In the movie, it was you shouldn't use that magic. And then he's like, "Do you remember the the eclipse party on Kamertage?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "See." And he's like, Ugh, "All right, fine, but be careful." And then he leaves. In the trailer, it was like, "Don't cast that spell." And Strange is like, "Okay, I won't. I promise." And then Wong leaves, and he winks to Peter. So that version of Strange is a little too like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. He is straight up. That's like villainous. Yeah. But yeah. they edited it a little bit in the movie. And obviously the movie is what's canon. Um, so that's what we'll go with. But, um, but yeah, it, it was it was interesting to see him so go so gung-ho. Especially like after the fact when he has that conversation of like, you didn't even think to call them before yeah. you had me brainwash the earth. Yeah. Part of me is like, you didn't think to push a little harder before you brainwashed the earth. Um, yeah, I mean, no, nah, that kind of makes sense. I would feel like if this this hero right yeah. came to you, I would assume that they ran out of options, and that's why they're here. And you're seeing on the news how catastrophic this is being. Yeah, it, it seems like it could be the right thing to do. Yeah, but yeah, that was obviously it's like it's also what the plot needed. Like you couldn't have had this movie without that. So like, I'll forgive it for the sake of the incredible rest of the movie we got. I was also really surprised by the fight slash not fight between them Mm. because it was like, 
Strange was obviously able to overpower him. Yeah. But he didn't want to hurt him. Mm-hmm. So that's why he kept saying, Peter, stop. Just give me the box. Yeah. We don't need to keep doing this. And yep. Just keep trapping him. Um, yeah, that was very interesting. I was not expecting that scene at all. Them to kind of fight each other? To kind of argue with each other. Yeah. yeah. Like to fight like that. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Which I love. We're cutting ahead a little bit, but that's... I, I, that's, that's so Peter Parker. That's so Spider-Man. It's, we're going to send these villains back to their world to die. There's got to be another way. You can't do that. And Strange is like, no, we just need to solve this. We need to Scooby-Doo this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just need to put him back. And Peter's like, no, that is the wrong thing to do. And I, oh, so good. So pure. And like, that's why they were fighting. It was, it was a guy trying to solve the problem now quickly yes. and efficiently. And a guy yes, just but- having too big of a heart. Yes, but you have the you have I don't know if it's a paradox, but you have the situation though where Strange understands because of his own experience mm. that if fate determines that they must die, yeah, then that is fate. Yeah. And you cannot deny that. So a part of me so I I I I sense that of what you were talking about, but a part of me kept referring to Strange's episode in What If where he has this this experience of understanding that you cannot fight fate. Mm, you, great interesting yeah. this strange may not have gone through that experience yeah, he might not know but that, that happened yeah but but this strange understands especially when he was the timekeeper like he understands fate yeah and the impact of it and the reality and the timelines of it like, yeah to me i feel like that's something um where he he kind of knew it but didn't say it yeah but he was just like this but he kept saying like this is how it must be mm-hmm you know, he, it was very, um, what's her name? Tilda Swinton's character. I the, the ancient one. It was very ancient one style of communicating instead of just, look, let me explain it to you yeah. of how this actually is. <laughs> let me explain just, it to you like a really smart senior in high school would understand it. Yeah. Instead of just, this is how they must be. They must die. Like, yeah, <laughs> instead exactly. of that fucking shit. Um, <laughs> But I thought that was really cool. I thought it was funny how he used uh, what math to trap him. So good. Oh, this is an Archimedean spiral, which, by the way, it has been since the first Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> They've literally, like, people have pointed it out. Like, yeah, it's always an Archimedean spiral. And just he figured that out yeah. and, like, used some equation to, like, the webs will swarm around and trap him. And he, like, Doctor Strange knows that everything's kind of loopy and weird <laughs> in there. But, like, he probably wouldn't guess that that web that's way above him because the spiral will trap him at the yeah. same time as all the other webs. Yeah. So genius. That was so, I was, like, uh, it was, like, satisfying. It was so good to see that fight come to that conclusion. Yeah. Because, like, you think Doctor Strange versus Spider-Man obviously strange wins yes when he takes him into the mirror dimension obviously strange wins but then he notices that it's math yeah and then he beats him with math oh so good yes ah so good but i really want to go back to that bridge scene because i keep doc ox doc ox and green goblin showing up because i knew that's gonna be like the mind-blowing moment for you because that that exact like claw coming out and then he he comes up and says hello peter uh is the moment at the end of the first trailer where it's like oh my god with when like all like the disturbance was happening i had no clue what it was yeah why are you running yeah i was just okay so we're gonna see the villain finally yeah okay we're gonna see the villain but this is so random there's no reason for a villain yet (laughs) what is it gonna be and then when i saw doc ock i just went 
it's not the oh, it is <laughs> you yeah. saw the claw come out and then were like were you like oh this is doc ock could it be alfred molina or like i was shocked that it was doc ock. I, I, I was surprised i think yeah. i was surprised it was doc ock and i went whoa doc ock okay cool he's here and then it was alfred <laughs> molina and i went because he's a perfect Doc Ock. Exactly. It's like, like J.K. Simmons. You can't... You can't replace that character. Yeah. Just like with Green Goblin. You cannot replace... And we'll get to Green Goblin. <laughs> well, we'll get to Green Goblin. But I was just blown away by it. And the fight scene was so uh, cool between yeah. them. It was... He's throwing cars at him and like the huge concrete pipe. Which that shot is so I saw the movie twice and I was like looking forward to that shot of like he swings a pipe over his head the camera is above him and for a brief second the camera is looking straight down at the pipe and you could see Doc Ock below through the pipe and it's just like passing past the camera but it's so cool the way it's shot yeah it was <sighs> a, it was a good fight and I liked how the nanotechnology like like when he tries to kill him yeah and then and then Peter actually takes over the yeah. claws. He's like waving his hand. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's really cool, man. Yeah. And then just has him control him back up and catch the car and yeah. do all that stuff. And then the MIT lady just scolds him and walks off. So good. And then was Green Goblin right after that? She scolds him, walks off, and then you see the bomb. Mm-hmm. That starts with the bomb, right? I think it comes. I think you hear the laughter. Ting, 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 ting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then were you like, I, so when when I saw it was Alfred Molina and I heard the laughter, yeah. I went, "It has to be Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. They could they would never choose somebody different." Yeah, right. And I and I was giddy. I I wasn't I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't I wasn't concluded on anything. You didn't like process it. Well, I I just didn't think. Well, if they're gonna bring back everybody. I didn't think that. I thought, okay, maybe they're gonna bring back all the villains, and Peter Parker has to send them all back with Doctor Strange. Um, it wasn't until the alleyway scene when I saw the the mask and I heard the voice and then I saw Defoe and I just went, they're doing it. I just went, oh my God, they're bringing back everybody. Holy yeah. shit. They have to, I was like, Tobey Maguire has to, they're like, they're like Tobey Maguire has to be in this thing now. Like, right? Like, um, yeah. Oh. And then who's the next? The next one was Lizard, right? No. Cause he, no, cause he gets portaled back on the bridge. The bomb, he's about to get fucked up by Green Goblin, and he gets portaled back. Doc Ock is in his little cage, and then uh, he's, like, talking to Doctor Strange, and Lizard, like, jumps out. Like, Doctor Strange went and caught Lizard. Oh, yeah, yeah, he caught Lizard. Did you know that that was Amazing Spider-Man Lizard? Yes. Yeah. But I didn't expect that one either. (laughs) And I just went... I was uh, at that point. I was just I was ready for anything they were gonna bring back. <laughs> you were just along for the ride. Oh uh, yeah, I was just okay. I'm here. I'm here, and we're going. Um, that was crazy. And then here's this magical web thing. Go out, zap him. Uh, he goes out to get Green Goblin, who he thinks is out by these like electrical wires. And then <laughs> you see that it's like a bunch of electrical wires. Yes. Did you know like oh this could be electro? You're just like Green Goblin's gonna be out here. Then you see like little puffs of sand, yes, <laughs> moving around. And then did you know it was Yes, Simon? <laughs> yes. I, 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 li- I like. I'm jealous <laughs> that you got to have these moments live in the theater. It was, it was like, like, like 
moment after moment after moment after moment of, yeah. of things <laughs> and just seeing them react and the funniest thing too was i love seeing the villains react because they, yeah. they were because they're all just you're not wait what yeah you're, <laughs> you're not, supposed to be dead you're not peter parker yeah like, you're not yeah, the person yeah, yeah. i you know it was it was cool to see it was we're getting it. We're to jump ahead. It also is. It's fucking weird. It was weird to see them all hanging out in the yeah. apartment. That was just a weird yeah. thing to have go down. Yeah, just they're all just ch- chatting and looking yeah. at technology and <laughs> and working on stuff. And they're just because you look at it in context of all the people in that room tried to kill him. Yeah, like Spider Man. Yeah, and here's a guy called Spider Man wearing Spider Man suit, being like, "No, I can help you guys. Come here. Look, we'll work on this thing." And they're all just, what? Fine. Yeah, they all just had this weird, I, I loved it. I love that reaction, how they were all just, I don't understand anything that's happening right now. But I, Nobody did. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, we don't hate each other. You hate a different version of me. I'm going to try and help you. Yeah. And some of them are like, I, I guess I can't stop you. And some of them are like, yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Norman Osborn. Was like, yeah, that's I can help you with that. That's perfect. Which God, I love. We'll get to yes. Green Goblin and Norman Osborn, and yes. then who is next? Electro, Electro shows up next. Uh, same man shows up at like mm-hmm. the same time to help him. Oh my God! <laughs> so that's a two for the fact that he helped him too. I was yeah. just, hey, it's me. Yeah, I was just okay, okay. Because they're like cool with each other at the end of Spider Man Three. He doesn't kill him. He like stops him and goes, "Listen, yeah, agree to disagree. I'm gonna go not be a problem anymore," and floats away into the sky. <laughs> True. So he's like, "Cool," and he was never like a bad bad guy. He was a bad guy. He was bad guy, but that does not make him bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just wanted to that? help his daughter, and he accidentally killed Uncle Ben, and Peter like forgave him for that. So yeah. he's like, he turned over a new leaf. Yeah. But I also love that like each villain kind of had their own motivation. They brought in five villains, and they each had their own reason to do whatever they were doing. Like Doc Ock uh, eventually got cured, and then wanted to help. Like once once the 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 voices stopped. Once the, the voices AI. stopped, which holy crap what an incredible that scene, scene. Yeah. when he just like falls limp and it's like oh fuck i literally thought like because we didn't see any footage of doc Ock after that scene so i literally thought he accidentally killed doc Ock. it's like cool now they're gonna be villains again yeah. and they're all gonna work together to try to kill him but it's like he, they did the fake out and then he's he's back and he's like the voices and he's like overjoyed and he's like how can i help like he yeah. just oh that was so cool That's to see like scene because I think he was so underrated as Otto Octavius. Like he was such he a was cool a perfect guy. Otto Octavius. No, but no, but I mean, like, how do I say this? I, like, we didn't see enough good Otto Octavius before he got corrupted by the arms. I mean, he ended good. Remember, because he, he helps. Yeah. He helps. He, he says, "I I can do this. I'll sink it into the water." He sinks. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like at the beginning when he's talking to Peter and his wife and he's like, she was trying to read me T.S. Eliot and like all that shit. Uh, oh, by the way, quick side note that, that time I went over to my friend's house and watched, um, all the Tom Holland, Spider-Man movies and mm-hmm. Civil War and stuff like we didn't, <laughs> we watched the Tobey Maguire versions and Andrew. Why? Garfield. I couldn't tell you that. 
we watched uh, Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, okay. Amazing Spider-Man, and Amazing Spider-Man 2, because we knew what movie we were about to go watch, okay. and we wanted okay. to get caught up. Okay. And I almost said it. I was like, yeah, we watched all the Spider-Man, the Tom Holland ones, and <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> Good catch. Yeah, I no, appreciate we, that. We watched all of them. Um, yeah, and so peter and strange have that fight peter wants to cure them which uh, i personally was like fucking finally (laughs) like all the spider-man villains and there's other villains who like for other heroes who are like good people who something goes wrong and the thing that goes wrong causes them to be bad yes and if that can somehow be undone which we've been proven can happen (laughs) like a lot of these things can be undone they will cease to be bad kind of Yes. Doc Ock, 100%. Green Goblin, 100%. Lizard, he's just not a lizard anymore. Yeah. He's still the same guy. Electro, he's just not powerful anymore. So now he's just back to being a guy who can't cause as much trouble because he's just a dude. Um, Sandman, I guess, is like... He's a human. He's a human again now. Yeah. Um, And then they all get sent back home and hopefully not killed by Spider-Man. Yeah. Because uh, because they're cured now, which I, I loved that. But yeah, and then, so, everybody's, like, motivations. Green Goblin is just crazy. Green Goblin, Green Goblin has no motivations. He just wants to torment and kill Spider-Man. He just, he is a villain. He's yes. crazy, aggressive, whatever. Um, so he kills Aunt May, which was surprising and so sad surprising that scene was very sad and very intense because they did like a double fake out where she gets hit she gets yeah. knocked down she has blood on her head and you're like well there it is and then she gets back up and she goes okay i'm just i got the nick the wind knocked out of me i just need to sit down for a bit and you're like okay and i was like very nervous <laughs> like like a real person who had just gone through trauma like are you are you sure though yeah like that's what people who are dying say that was a very intense scene and this will this we're going to touch on this part much we'll touch on this part later but that is something that going back to my point about fate Mm. that is spider-man and peter parker's fate yep and that's why it happened yep and that's why it was so fitting yeah but it was so sad because we thought this spider-man had so much things going differently for him yeah you know, a you healthy relationship thought. with his girlfriend, yeah. his kind of best friend, like his Aunt May knows and she's cool with everything. Like, yeah. So what was so interesting about this movie is like, it was weirdly his origin story in a way. Like we, so many of these things we had assumed had already happened. Like it, it's there's his, no Uncle Ben. We assumed he had his Uncle Ben moment. It's his origin story. Okay. And, okay. So we'll, we'll just get into it. No Way Home makes so much sense because of uh, the natural ending of the fact that he's on his own and nobody knows who he is Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. But that's always been like that part of Spider-Man's story. The path, yeah. That path. He's now on that path. Mm -hmm. He was never on that path, right? Mm -hmm. It was jumping around. He was a fucking Avenger, right? Like (laughs) the path's been jumping around. You're right. I feel like this isn't so much an origin story of to who Spider-Man is. But the origin story of what Spider-Man is. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's what this does. Thank you. <laughs> this is the 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 what for for Spider-Man. Yeah. For the and we have it in the scene, right? We have it with the conversations when uh the other two Spider-Man talk to him about about how like right after he lost Aunt May and they both 
our lining of like, yeah, me too. And yeah, me too. And I like, lost Gwen, I lost Uncle yeah. Ben. This is what he said the night he died. Yeah. And they all have that moment, <laughs> yeah. right? And that's that moment to, to define the what of Spider-Man. Yeah. Because that's the Spider-Man they all are at, by the end of the movie. Uh, well, I mean, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker's already mm-hmm. on that path. Or they're, they're already there. Yeah. This now aligns Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, to that yeah. same level. And yeah. now they're all aligned in the continuum of Spider-Man's journey. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. And that's what I thought was... Because not only that, but also the very end, when which was a really good fight scene, but like when Spider-Man was fighting Green Goblin mm-hmm. and uh, Tobey Maguire stops him. Mm-hmm. And that's the scene, too, where they all had that moment, right? Yeah. That's why he stops him. They all had that moment. And now that Peter Parker, the Tom Holland Peter Parker, is having that moment now as well. Yeah. And now he is also having this moment where the, the his Spider-Man and his Peter Parker is not the same. Yeah. He's reached a point where he wants to kill somebody. Yeah. Right? And he's reached the point when he's willing to. Yeah. That's a point that all the Spider-Men have hit. Yeah. So it's just this... And they, uh, it sounded like they've acted on it. Yes. Like, Tobey yeah. Maguire killed the guy who he thought killed Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Garfield, supposedly it happened after Amazing Spider-Man 2. He got really rageful and he stopped pulling his punches. So it sounds like he just started killing, killing people. people. Yeah. So. Uh, and then, so like, it's interesting, like, Tom Holland ended up making that choice to kill him. And then he stopped. Well, he stopped because he was stopped. He was stopped. He didn't stop mid-air by himself. He stopped yeah. because another Peter Parker physically stopped him. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, though. The mental switch happened. Yeah, exactly. Is, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. This Peter Parker in Spider-Man is now in the same realm yeah. of, of what Spider-Man is as the others. Yeah, exactly. Compared to before. That's how I viewed it. And it, he, like... The switch happened. He made the choice to kill Green Goblin. Yes. Which is similar to the other two. Yes. But he now doesn't have the, the consequence. Consequence, the yes. guilt of having done it yes. because he was stopped by essentially his older brother. Yes. <laughs> which like I loved that vibe that they were just all brothers. But we haven't even talked about the 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 next biggest reveals, which is after Aunt May dies and he's off in mourning and Ned and MJ are there and Ned figures out that he can open a portal and I wish I could see Peter Parker. He opens it up, you see down an alleyway and you see a Spider-Man. I thought it was Toby McGuire. You thought it was Toby first? And then, uh, like, is it when he takes off his mask that you knew it was Andrew? Or, like, when he started talking or something? When he took the mask off. Yeah. Then I was like, oh! <laughs> and then I liked how they were like, prove it. He's like... He just hangs. Like, <laughs> he just pops up a foot. <laughs> so? And he's just like, come on. Like, Do you have the, the tingle thing? Yeah, I have the tingle thing. I just don't have the tingle thing for Brett. <laughs> <laughs> the grandma asks him to go get a yeah. cobweb in the corner. <laughs> he's like, okay. Oh, so good. But and I then bet. opens another portal. And then <laughs> like street clothes Toby walks through. Yeah. What were your thoughts there? Just like... I figured they had once Andrew Garfield was there, I was just like, yeah, Tobey Maguire has to come in somehow. <laughs> and then when he, the weirdest thing was that he came in in street clothes, though. Yeah. And that threw me off. But it made sense because Tobey Maguire is physically older. Yeah. So they have to like portray it differently. Mm. And I liked how they portrayed it more as like, this is the Tobey Maguire post his movies. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's almost, they kept it. That's what I liked about it. They didn't try to make it like, this is Tobey Maguire right after, like, this, like, right after Doc yeah, Ock. Exactly. It was, no, 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 no. This is Tobey Maguire, that the one they got, 
this is the one, the Peter Parker from that timeline who's just continued. Yeah, this is 15 years after Spider-Man 3. Exactly. And that's what they pulled. And that's what I liked. Yeah. Because it was just... That's awesome because now it seems really natural. Yeah, exactly. And then they both like fought each other real quick, uh, just like a quick. And then they had that like mutual like, oh, okay, you're one of me too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that... And they both knew like there was another Spider-Man. Like they knew they were in a different universe because uh, Toby said something about like, yeah, I've seen your friend. Your friend seems like he could really use someone right now because he's seeing him on the news and stuff like that. And he probably knows how bad that is. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's kept his uh, identity fairly secret there were a shocking amount of people in spider-man 1 2 and 3 who find out who he is yeah um and then andrew obviously knows that it's probably not great he seems to be off doing his own thing in an alley maybe fighting some crime on the side or investigating something um oh god so good and then is there somewhere that you think you would go to like be alone (laughs) and for me it was the chrysler building oh for me it was the empire state it's a pretty good view it's a pretty sweet view yeah (laughs) Like the Spider-Man on Spider-Man on Spider-Man banter is, was so, you could give me a million years to try to come up with better dialogue. And it was, it was perfect. It was everything I would want them to say if they were ever on screen together and they were, and they said all of it. They did a good job of like, the other thing too, is that they didn't try to portray young peter like we just said with young peter parkers Mm. these are two very experienced peter parkers yeah they're not kids yeah like like tom holland is yeah tom holland's a high schooler still like andrew garfield and toby mcguire's spider-man are much older Mm -hmm. and you you see that and just how they talk to each other Mm -hmm. where they're kind of not like oh my god man i can't believe like you know what i mean like there's none of that (laughs) there's none of that child boyish like like amazement or wonderment yeah there's very much a like okay like this is more shit that <laughs> yeah going exactly through. like which is like we've seen this recently in the past four-ish years or whatever um spider-man into the spider-verse you saw that right mm-hmm. had an old grizzled peter parker yes like mentor peter parker which was incredible yes. like i love that not bad kid yeah, yeah that yeah. style of peter like gut hanging out yeah. <laughs> and then the i don't think you played the spider-man ps4 game yet no, did no, you no, no, no. very good by the way yeah um but the, he is older. He's like past college. Um, and so he's like Spider-Man who's like already seen some shit. And he's put a bunch of people in jail already. He's had a few big villain fights. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you also have to keep in mind that, that the Tom Holland Spider-Man um, fought Thanos. So like there's always <laughs> that that's hanging in the back of my mind where yeah. I always remember just he was on a spaceship on a different planet. Yeah. Fighting Thanos. Yeah. I with mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy. So Toby it's like, said it. I'm still on the, You fought an alien at, in space. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I mean. So there's like this weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's. it's The dialogue is very, very good. So the dialogue good. is very, very good. The. I think the best scene of the movie was the scene when they're all talking to each other on the rooftop, consoling him. Uh, when MJ and Ned go up and hug him and he's just losing his mind because he just lost Aunt May. MJ said, there are some people here. And then he just looks up and there's two Spider-Man hanging off. They come down and talk to him and he's like, you have no idea what I'm going through. And they share that. We know literally exactly, exactly. what you're going through. But that's what I mean. That conversation solidified mm-hmm. that moment of how, like, going back to Strange, Yeah, it's fate. Yeah, exactly. You cannot, it's not just, oh, 
it's Spider-Man, so like Aunt May or like Uncle Ben, right? It's like, well, no, that's, yes, but that's fate in yeah. this person's timeline. Yeah, like, exactly. they cannot avoid it. They cannot lose it. They cannot, they cannot miss it. Mm-hmm. It will always happen for Peter Parker. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah. It's, it's something you cannot try, you cannot change. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. So that's the scene that kind of made me realize, like, we're seeing him change. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get to the fight part of what we just discussed. Yeah. And then it gets to the very end where it gets to the, like, nobody knows him and he, he's alone. He doesn't have MJ. Like, yeah. it brings it back to kind of the origin level, like you were saying, of this is the path of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, at least at least for a partial part of time, it's, yeah. it's what Spider-Man has to go through. Mm-hmm. So it's weird because this Spider-Man that we have has had the flip side. He fought Thanos before he had his like moment. <laughs> he fought Thanos. He um he had MJ. He had his Aunt May. He had yeah. all these things for all these things. He was an Avenger. Like yeah. he had all those things. Yeah. And now it's flipped and now he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Which goes back to the that's the fate of Spider-Man. He yeah. goes through this segment where it is just him. Yeah. So like that that was probably the I was worried it was going to be a cheesy dialogue with the three of them getting together. I thought that was pretty good. It was perfect. Um, also, side note, I forgot how good both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were. I genuinely think both of them were better as Spider-Man slash Peter Parker in this movie than they were in their own movies. <laughs> they they were really good. Andrew was so good. <laughs> they were really good. Like And yeah. Tobey, even Tobey... Um, my girlfriend told me, I think, that they did. Even the way they shot certain scenes of both Green Goblin and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man yeah. was very much similar to how the original movies were shot. So it looked so familiar familiar and authentic. Yeah. And the, even the way Tobey acted, like even his facial expression, like he, he kind of sucks in his lower lip a, li- yep. a, li- a bit to like look a little goofy. Yeah. Um, he And I was just like, this is so crazy. This is so fucking weird. I, it was so... Moments of it were so fan servicey and just like good, just showering us with nostalgia. But it was so good, like Green Goblin saying, "You know, I'm something of a scientist myself." Yes, uh, when he's in the prison, yeah. I like I I saw it with my coworker and I just shook his arm, <laughs> <laughs> like he said the thing, and then the power of the sun in the palm of my hands, uh, ow my back, <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, trying to do better uh, at the end when he's he's catching up with Doc Ock. He's like, how are you, my boy? Yeah. I'm trying to do better. Like, the, they're all lines from their own movies, but they make sense. They didn't feel too forced, except for I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> that one was just, that was for the fans. That, that was, was for, for the, the fans. fans. <laughs> um, I, I think we can discuss it now, though. Um, Willem Dafoe. 100% crushed it. I, th- I think Willem Dafoe as green goblin i i forgot how perfect he is for that role yep it and was like the one of the best acting performances i've seen in a marvel movie ever yes yeah. that's exactly what i was trying to get to it's just i can't get over how well he does green goblin yeah like and norman osborne that's what i'm saying just the, just the, the, that character arc he just does such a it's mind-blowing how like the scene where where uh Peter Parker, Tom Holland, 
senses the green goblins there but he doesn't know oh. and he's like wait a minute something's he just knows something's wrong and he's surrounded by five villains yeah <laughs> it was like horrifying for a few seconds because aunt may is there he's there there's five villains around like what could happen right now and also all the villains are going what's wrong You're, yeah do you sense something he's yeah. like i do but i don't know what and then he finally like he he like he traps uh goblin's <laughs> hand and everybody's like, what are you doing? And then he, uh, it's the Green Goblin. Norman's on a bit of a sabbatical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, he just, he flips. He does this thing with like the corner of his mouth. Like, it's almost like he does like, it's almost like he does an impression of like the drama and comedy or tragedy and comedy faces, like the Greek masks or yeah. whatever. Like when he's Green Goblin, he has like the creepy smile and like the corner of his lips go up. And when he's Norman Osborn, he's just really worried. He's an old man and he doesn't know what to do. And he like has that like perfect frowny face. Like when he's talking to Aunt May at that uh, feast, yeah. um, he's like he's like a dementia patient. Like yeah. he absolutely crushed it. He's like shaking and looking around like he didn't know where to look. And then he was stealing donuts <laughs> while yeah. Aunt May was talking to Peter. And then he's just trying to be helpful. And he's like... Uh, like when they when they get out of the van, he's like, there's this little line. He just goes, "Thanks, May. Hope I see you again." And yeah. it was like a hundred percent genuine. It's like he's so sweet as Norman. Yeah, well, because Norman was a sweet guy. Yeah, except to his son. But <laughs> except to his son. Yeah, yeah. But he was he was a normal guy for the most part. And yeah. The speech he gives to Peter when they're fighting at the end, mm-hmm. when they're when oh. Yep. You tried to have it all, and the world is trying to make you choose. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I I can't get over. That's that's. I remember that's what I said. We got to the car. It was like one thirty in the morning because we saw it super late, so it was an empty theater. <laughs> I and my girlfriend said, "So what did you think?" And I said, "To be honest, I can't get past um, Willem Dafoe's performance as Green Goblin." <laughs> yeah. I just can't get over how good it was. So good. He's it's. It had to be an honor to be on set and ha- and like act with that. <laughs> had to be hard as shit to to keep up to that. But yeah. that was just because I said to her and she agreed. I said I don't know anybody else who could do it. She said there isn't. Yeah, there's nobody else who could have done <laughs> that role. It's yeah, like he just crushed it so hard that like it's like J.K. Simmons. Yeah, good luck ever trying to be J. Jonah Jameson after him. It's like um. Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman, like any animated or cartoon video game of Batman. You just try to live up to that. You can't do Kevin Conroy. You just, that's why there's never been another um, Captain Kirk. Yeah. It's never, oh, you could just try to sound like him. It's like, no, you can't be Captain Kirk. <laughs> William Shatner's Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like that, there's a period there. Yeah. You cannot, you have to recreate this with a different captain now yeah exactly like captain picard a completely different person (laughs) because you can't come close to what who what william shatner did as captain kirk yeah like all of it it's just it's um yeah it's incredible yeah it's just incredible and and just the fight scene was really cool and just the dialogue was so good between the the two of them between green goblin and 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 Mm spider-man in the final fight on the shield on the shield which is such a cool like set (sighs) to fight on like a cool stage i guess yeah and 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 green goblin just egging him on yeah the whole time yeah i saw like a lot of people have pointed out the similarities this is my own original thought but i've seen it online and i love it of uh steve 
fighting Iron Man, uh, Captain America, and holding a shield over his head and then smashing it, making the decision to not kill Tony and smash it into his chest to turn off the arc reactor. And then the guy from Falcon and Winter Soldier doing the same thing and, like, decapitating a guy. Oh, yeah. And then Spider-Man holding the the glider up above his head in the same way, standing on a giant Captain America shield. <laughs> like, that's not an accident. Yeah. And then uh, making the decision but being stopped. Oh, my God. It's so good. The uh, more banter. Them uh, doing the science. The three Spider-Men doing the sciences. And they all find out that Toby's uh. like, Toby makes it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that comes out of you? Yeah. yeah. And then later, so, like, does it come out of any other places <laughs> from your body? Yeah. <laughs> nope, just my wrists. Nope, just the wrists. So good. <laughs> and then, like, Andrew feeling down about himself. And he's like, you guys fought aliens. I just I fought a Russian guy in a rhino suit. <laughs> and Toby, like, listen, you're amazing. Like, yeah. you're amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Stretching so like, his back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I definitely have a middle back thing from all the swinging. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, cracks his back. He cracks his back in the same way my I crack my girlfriend's back by picking her up by the elbows and shaking her. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And then, like the absolute chaotic fight scene which the statue of liberty under construction didn't realize how good of a fight scene place that was going to be like yeah. so many play and like you always knew exactly where they were on the statue like i had a really good sense of like geography of like he's swinging down he's like he just swung under the arm and then they they flip up and they land on the crown and stuff like that which that was such a good it's also funny how like they had that little powwow and they go i I, I work by myself. I'm not used to having teammates. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah. Oh, I was with the Avengers. That's great. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so perfect. <laughs> and then when they finally like agree to like, let's just work on the Spidey sense and let's just communicate and let's number the Peters and blah, blah, blah. And then they have that scene where they all jump and they swing and they just, woo. Yeah. Like they let out a cheer. Like I like, serotonin was dripping out of my ears <laughs> like it was just so good to see and then they just swing they do some cool shit land on the statue and they're like let's do this and then they take them out one by one they set up a plan it's so good so good like every second of that movie was yes. fantastic also toby mcguire i didn't realize how in shape he still was because that suit still fit him totally fine and I was <laughs> pretty just, well wow i mean i'm sure he got into shape for it because yeah. he was like i'm going back into a leotard yeah. but i remember seeing him when he was stretching and i was just like okay Damn, right. he's he's still in shape yeah like his t-shirt kind of fell back or uh or, or his suit and it's like yeah he's still got a pack yeah he's he's still in he's still in really good shape holy yeah. sh- i mean obviously he probably got into shape for this role but still like, vegan is he yeah well that helps he's, he's vegan he talked to uh, i remember he was a uh, huge like uh, like everybody's pointing a finger at like, look, you could be ripped and super healthy on a vegan diet. Tobey Maguire did it for Spider-Man. Like for the first three Spider-Man movies, he was okay. vegan the whole time. Okay. okay. Um, I also loved the, I'll, I'll be Peter one. And then you, you be Peter two. And Andrew's like, I'm Peter three. <laughs> <laughs> like he just knows he's a shitty one. <laughs> God, he's so good though. I think he was the, the best, like, spider-man for me like his emotional yeah his emotional scenes uh both when he's talking about gwen on the roof and like consoling peter when he catches mj oh yeah oh my god yeah 
that that was a scene in the trailer like we saw uh tom's hand reaching for mj and you're like oh man we're gonna have like a gwen stacy moment i wonder if you could pull it off and then that happens and he gets hit by green goblin and we're like oh fuck yeah. and then you see andrew die yeah. <laughs> like my theater just cheered because like, yeah! <laughs> they know he's gonna have that redemption moment he yeah. catches her he clearly has been like planning out that moment what he could have done differently a thousand times in his head and he does it so differently in this one he like pushes himself down and catches her and then webs instead of web web oh my god oh my god it was so good and uh toby gets stabbed <laughs> yeah oh which i thought they were killing him <laughs> i thought they were killing him too that's why i was like are you kidding me yeah <laughs> that was for a second i was like what he's okay yeah no tom holland has more spider-man to do maybe and this will spur andrew garfield to come back maybe we'll get another amazing spider-man movie but this is toby definitively saying I'm yeah done. That's, that's what i thought that's what i thought too <laughs> and then just i've been stabbed before yeah <laughs> they're like oh okay but man like they did a good job at like playing with what the audience expects like what do you mean like Toby getting stabbed. That happens, and we all feel the weight of, oh, he's, they're killing him because you still got Tom. He gets fucked up the most. <laughs> he really does. His, his Spider-Man gets fucked up the most yeah. in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he gets end blown of, up in the first one. Like, <laughs> the like end of Spider-Man 1, looks rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 2, the train makes him pass out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 3, yeah, he gets the shit beat out of him. Um, yeah, gosh, it was so good playing with our expectations. Like the whole, uh, Peter versus Dr. Strange, like obviously Dr. Strange is going to win and fuck up Peter's plan somehow. Oh, nope. Math. <laughs> and it like, it, but it works. Like yeah. they, we like, Oh, this is definitely going to happen. Oh no, that doesn't, that didn't happen. And it makes perfect sense. Uh, God, it's just, mm. oh, and then at the end, the doc Ock fake out. He's like, I got this. Yeah. He's like, just kidding. I'm a good guy. Whoop. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He came in like that. Oh. Um, fun fact <sighs> um, for you. I don't know if you noticed this, but Sandman and Lizard were pretty much CGI the whole movie, which Sandman and Spider-Man 3, when he was like human sized, he was just a human and then he would get all sandy and big. But in this one, he was sand like the whole time, except for the end when he transformed yeah. back, which that was footage from Spider-Man 3. So the, he was never on set. He just did voice acting for the movie. Really? They CGI'd the whole thing. And then same thing with Lizard. The the scene of him coming back to human form was from Amazing Spider-Man. So he was also never on set because they weren't sure that they could even get them. So they're like, let's do their characters. Why? What were they doing? They were just going to have him, they, a good like voice actor who could sound like him. And then just a guy making a bunch of lizard noises. Right. But I was going to say, but like, get them like. They're not busy doing anything. Yeah, right. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah. they're around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They just they just did the voice. Uh. Apparently, it, Toby was like one of the last gets. Uh. They got the villains and they're like, okay, we can make a pretty good movie with the villains. It'll be disappointing not to have the Spider Man, but let's really try to get the Spider Man. And Andrew was like, hell yeah, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh and then i the theory the rumor is toby's agent was like okay you got all the villains you got andrew how disappointing would it be to not have toby oh so that's <laughs> how toby got let's in. add a few more zeros to that check yeah <laughs> <laughs> is that really how that happened i mean probably that's how business goes but and, they didn't go looking for him 
Oh, they probably did. Oh, oh okay. He, no, okay. the agent probably didn't come to them saying, hey, do you want this guy? They're probably like, please, can we have Toby? And yeah. they're like, how bad do you want him? <laughs> oh, yeah. There was definitely some negotiations. But like, they were very unsure. That's why there are like five different scripts for the movie. Because uh, they weren't sure which way it was going to go. I'm so glad it went the way that it did. If you're Toby Maguire, I feel like you're excited for this. Yeah, right? Right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, Spider-Man, it, unfortunately, his trilogy ended on the worst one. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 is pretty, pretty doo-doo. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, he, it's they're just memes. Like, his movies are just memes now. It's like being uh, Hayden Christensen. It's like, you did a very good job. Your movies are memes. Yeah. Or it's like he's kind of distanced himself from Star Wars and has gotten very quiet. And now they're, uh, like, everybody wants him to come back and things like that. But... And Toby very similarly distanced himself, stays very quiet. I feel, but I feel like Toby does that with everything. I feel like he hasn't done much recently. Yeah, he's been very, very quiet. Like, I generally, in general, he's been, I don't know what he's done since Spider Man, really. I don't remember what if this kicks him back up. What if it stirs up the pot and all of a sudden you you get Toby Maguire movies again? I mean, we're about to get Brendan Fraser movies again. That's a different. That's a different reason why he was out, though, because of the physical injuries and all the shit that he went through with Hollywood. And... Oh, really? Oh, you didn't know that? I don't know about the physical injuries. I know, like, he, Hollywood was giving him the shit. He was doing his own um, action stunts, mm. uh, and he's he's a really... I didn't know how big he was. He's he got, huge. He got big. No, no, like, he was a big person. Oh. Like, when he, even when he was, like, jacked. Okay. He's just a really tall person. Oh, I didn't know that. So when he would take the falls and take these bumps, he ended up getting, I think, a back injury. Ugh. And then he physically couldn't do things. Got it. So they were like, well, you're getting cast for all these action movies, and yeah. now you can't do them. And we don't want you for anything else. <laughs> yeah, and that's what happened to him. Yeah. He kind of just fell off the radar. And then I, I remember I read an article. He, I, I think he bought a farm in upstate okay. New York. Cool. And he was like, okay, I'll just raise my family and uh, take care of the horses. And that's kind of what he did. And Good then fun. he was like, I kind of, I want to get back into it. Yeah. And then I think it was like the internet yeah. that brought him back. The internet, I remember, I distinctly remember the post from like four years ago. It was like, where the fuck is Brendan Fraser? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and that's what brought him back. And we, everybody was like, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then I think, I think that started the whole push to get him back into a film it wasn't that he he didn't want it i think it was just he he was hurt and then he just mm. never got like things thrown at him to really yeah. do so he just sat around and then he started getting offers and then he came back in that serious role which he killed i forget which uh which show it was yeah um, i forget too but and then now he's gonna be in a martin scorsese uh film that they're almost done filming yeah uh or they are done filming or something but um yeah, I'm excited to see the return of him. I'd love to see a return of Toby. I'd love to see a return of Hayden. Just in anything. Yeah. I thought he was great. Yeah. He in was Star at, Wars and other He things. wasn't that big. He wasn't... When you look at Star Wars, the prequels, with the lens of... Um, the lens of everything that I think is bad is because of Lucas and yes. not the people on screen. Yes. It's, they're fine. Yep. They're, they're great. <laughs> exactly. They're great. As long as some George Lucasy ass bullshit happens on the screen and you say to yourself, that's some George Lucasy ass bullshit, I'm going to ignore it and pretend that it was better. Those movies are great. Yes. They're great. They're great. Yeah. And when Christensen's like, like I hate sand. It's just... <laughs> 
I know. I know that wasn't his call. Yep. Jar Jar. Just pretend he doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, pretend Plokanukatawa doesn't exist. Pretend uh, uh, Padme, who's what, 18, isn't hitting on a 12 year old. Yep. You know, like pretend that's not a thing. Yep. Or however old. Tone down the politics in your mind if you want to. I, I actually like the politics. Uh, some of the like Shakespearean overacting that like George Lucas wrote and directed into the script. Just pretend that that's toned down a little bit. And then they're fine. They're, <laughs> they're fine movies. Good. And I'm not mad at any of the acting. It's, it's Every fine. time I rewatch the Star Wars movie, episode three gets closer and closer to the top of the list for me. <laughs> of really? Like my favorite one. Episode three is so good. It's pretty good. It's very good. It's pretty. It's, it is a Shakespearean ending. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. It's a tragedy. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but Anakin. It's like. You're tearing me apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she falls, and Obi-Wan's there. She's yeah. Like, what? Look what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is a Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man. It's already an hour and a half long. <laughs> you haven't rated this movie yet for 10 out of 10. This is the best Spider-Man movie. It's, yes. It, it is yes. the best Spider-Man movie. It's yes. fairly close to the best MCU movie. It was so fun. It was so funny but at the right parts it was so emotional it's one of the it was, very few it, superhero movies to like actually get me choked up and multiple times i think it was maybe the most emotional yeah maybe mm-hmm. i'm trying it to think so well paced and the fact that it was incredibly fast paced but i was there for it like it didn't lose me at all like usually when movies are as fast paced as this, you kind of get lost in the weeds and it's moving a little too quickly. You get to be fast paced because you didn't have to touch base on, um, oh, he's a child. Oh, he's in high school. Oh, mm. he's so innocent. Oh, he's so out of his depth. Oh, all this stuff. It kicks off straight with the, nope, his world, his world's upside down. His future is ruined. Everybody knows who he is. He can't live where he is. He has to go into hiding. Yeah. Yep. Boom. Every other Spider-Man movie, at least with, with Tom Holland, has been the, oh, he's still an awkward kid. Oh, he's just a high schooler. Oh, he's got to worry about classes. Oh, he's got a crush and he's worried about his feelings. Like, mm-hmm. they don't have to touch on any of that. Yeah. All of that is just gone out the window. It's just, nope, Marvel movie. Yep. And then they they ended it with a thing that these Tom Holland movies have done a very good job at of, like, implying the backstory that we all know very well. Of, like, there's a line in Homecoming or something or Far From Home where he's like, ever since that spider bit me, it's like, okay, we know that. (laughs) We don't need to see it on screen. We know what you're talking about. And, like, there's so many things like that. uh, And, like, when he says, like, I'm more of you like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and stuff like that. Like, we get what you're talking about. Uh, They ended the movie with he just walks into a shitty apartment and we see a sewing machine. And we know what that means because we all know all about Spider-Man. So, like, at, it ends with him being the lonely, broke, uh, like, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, which uh, is so good. It's weird to me about how it's going to move forward. But that, yeah, that that ending was emotional. Yeah. And he was like, well, what if nobody knows knew who I was? Like, that part. Yeah. When he makes that sacrifice again. Mm-hmm. And he makes the big sacrifice. Um, Which is like almost less of a sacrifice, more of it's the only way to wrap this shit up. <laughs> it's That's the only option. Strange is saying I can't hold them. Or, and, and there's really not a solution. I mean, Strange didn't say, I'm just going to do the spell anyways. He didn't say that. 
I, yeah. I don't think Strange thought of doing that. You think he was just going to try and hold him off, saying, I can't hold him, I can't hold him, and then eventually they'd all just come through? Then you'd have Rhino and Scorpion and Craven the Hunter and Black Cat and... Yeah, I mean, I mean, you said it yourself. Strange kind of goes outside the rule book, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think he considers all the full consequences of things. He kind of figures out how to solve them, mm-hmm. but he doesn't necessarily go into things being like, I know how to handle this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's not the same as like a Tony Stark move yeah. where Tony Stark goes into things going, I know the outcome of this. Yeah. I know the possible outcomes and I'm going to, those are what I'm targeting. I think Strange goes, I took care of this. That did this. Oh, fuck. All right. I don't know what to do. I'm like, powerful I, enough to fix it if I fuck it up. Yes. Yeah. So he thinks. Yeah. Or so he yeah, thinks. Exactly. And that's how he does it. Yeah. Tom, um, uh, Peter does make the sacrifice at the end. Says his quick goodbyes to his new brothers. <laughs> right. But they get it, right? Because they're, because sp- yeah. again, they understand, like, we've made these kind of plays too here. Like, we, we, we get it. Like, you have, you're going to have to sacrifice here. Yeah. You know, the, Great power, great responsibility Ugh. thing. Like, Which, by the way, did you, did you notice Ame said it a little different? Yes. With great power, there must also come great responsibility. That's the way it was written in the first time it was ever written in a comic book. And like the like original Spider-Man run, it was worded that way. Instead Oof. of with great power comes great responsibility. So that was a nice little touch. It's a very nice touch. And yeah. then the goodbyes to uh, uh, MJ and Ned. <sighs> That was rough. Ned was perfect. I knew the handshake was coming, but it still chokes me up every time. <laughs> that was rough. Uh, yeah, and the goodbye to uh, MJ was rough, too. Rough. Absolutely perfect. That was really rough because every Spider-Man movie is about him trying to get to MJ. Yep. And then this one ends with him being further away than he's, than ever, he's been. ever been to her. Like, even Homecoming 1, they never had, like, a romance, but at the end, they kind of start flirting, and then she goes, oh, you could call me MJ or whatever, instead of Michelle. It's like, oh, my God. Like, even at that point, they're closer than they are at the end of this movie. Total strangers. A part of it, I always think about now, like, if I was him, how do you handle that? I mean, we saw what he did. He didn't. That's She brushes her hair back. He sees the band-aid. Reminder of, oh... If she knows me, she gets hurt. So later, <laughs> just I'm going to protect her because I love her. Like, I love her so much. I can't even be with her. But it's in it's in Peter Parker's story. It's in his arc that there's always the MJ. There's always. That, <laughs> but there is. Yeah. That's why he that's why they talk about it. Yeah. The other two Spider-Man talk about it, too. Right. He says, like, uh, Gwen Stacy, she was my MJ. Yes. Yeah. That's my point. Like, yeah. MJ is more than just like a love interest. MJ is yeah. a part of his fate. Yeah. So you can't be ignored, I think. Mm. It's not like there's it's not like, well, Ned and MJ are never going to be in another Spider-Man movie now because yeah. because of that. Um some little sprinkles hints, sprinkle hintles. Okay, um, sprinkle hintles. Ned, Ned obviously has some inherent magic ability. He could use yes. the sling ring and the cape caught him. Which, which is, is so weird and cool to see just it big was, porky Ned being gently floated down by a cave. It was funny when Strange was like, you created a portal. Yes, sir. Like, yeah, yes, sir. Like, okay. <laughs> he just nods and walks away. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll deal with that later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and his family being like, there's always been magic in my family. And his his grandma being like, oh, yeah, we've, we've always had magic. She had some like weird knives and shit on the wall. Yeah. Um, which was kind of cool. So there's definitely some implication there. 
uh, Ned Leeds. Uh, there's, there's a little thing. It's like, oh, I wonder if there's any other Ned Leeds. And he starts like searching or whatever. Uh, Ned Leeds is the name of the Spider-Man villain Hobgoblin, uh, who's very similar to Green Goblin, but like more, less tech and a little bit more magic. And then there's that very blatant scene where he says, I promise I'll never become a supervillain and try to kill you. And then just stares at him for a while. (laughs) And I think he genuinely meant it. But now his memory of Peter Parker has been wiped. And he's maybe closer to MJ than he ever has. I don't know if there's necessarily a romance there. I think they leave it to go either way, however they want to write it. But maybe Peter Parker comes back. MJ does fall in love with him again. Ned gets jealous. Doesn't really remember that that's his best friend. So that's a possibility. That's fun. The other thing, MJ is still wearing the Black Dahlia necklace that Peter gets her in Italy Mm -hmm. after the spell wipes her memory. So she, there's still such. That's why I say she woke up that morning and decided to put that on. That's why I'm saying there has to be a connection. Still. Yeah, there's still something there, and mm-hmm. I, I just imagine if you were in those shoes. Like imagine if you woke up the next, like tomorrow. Yeah, and you knew that your girlfriend never knew you existed. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, right. That's wild. Wild's a, a light <laughs> word to use. It's crazy, man. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's... <sighs> and he had the whole like speech written out and he was ready to kind of... But like, it's uh, that's so crazy because how do you even say something? Yeah. How do you introduce yourself again? Hello, my name is Peter Parker. Hi. I... Do you start with I am Spider-Man? Do you tell her immediately? No, no. I, if I were... If, if I wrote it... If I was him, I would have said, hi, my name is Peter Parker. Um, I wouldn't have said it at work. I would have said, would you like to go on a date sometime? Just something really No. <laughs> no? <laughs> what would you have said? I, w- I would then go into some of the lines on the paper and say, okay, this is going to sound very crazy, but I have a very long story to tell you that involves the both of us. Like, that's so okay. creepy i'm so sketched out right now imagining Why? being mj i have a very long story that involves the both of us yeah uh pass pass yeah i don't know <laughs> i i think you'd have to say like i is dr strange public people know dr strange right no they know a wizard okay <laughs> i don't think they know stephen strange is dr strange i worked with a wizard <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that's way more convincing. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. Who knows what's written on that paper? Maybe one day we'll find out. Or you could or he could have just said, look, you don't know me and that's okay. But I'm here to tell you that you don't. I know you No, but I know why you don't know me. And it's because there is and you can go into this whole experience, the whole experience of what happened of just like. So once upon a time, your name is MJ. Like your nickname is MJ. Your real name is blah, blah, blah. Oh, you no, that's creepy. School, you don't do that. This. You don't do that. <laughs> your favorite book is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you have a mole <laughs> under you, your left arm. You have to say those things in order to convince somebody that you know them. Because when you say things like that and they go, no, you don't. And then you go, did you not see 50 first dates? <laughs> oh, I see it. I, that doesn't yeah. mean it's believable. <laughs> no, but that like Adam Sandler, <laughs> a Drew Barrymore movie. Yes. What I'm saying is if somebody is forget it doesn't have knowledge of you, but you but like you have this history. I'm just saying there's a way to do it. Mm. Right? And I know you keep saying, Oh, it's all freaky and it's all weird. Of, of course it is. You understand the context, right? Yeah. 
You talk about a world dimension reality changing event that occurred from a wizard. Yeah. Yeah, of course it's all fucking crazy. Yeah. But like at some point you gotta just you gotta break that egg and just say, like, cool. Here's some crazy facts that I need to say about things or yeah. something. I mean, it's just the fact that the way MJ ended it by saying, like, like, like find me. Yeah. Right? It makes me think it's not like he's just going to be like, nah, fuck that. No, I think there's a definite arc there that's still going to happen. Yeah. Where he's going to have to try to explain that. I think she should have, like, given him a passcode. <laughs> Like, but she hey, wouldn't have remembered it because it came from him. No, but like, uh, like, uh, towards the end of like, hey, come find me and tell me that, um, when I was five, my favorite stuffed bear got lost and my mom replaced it for me and she thought I didn't know, but I didn't know. But she's saying it to a person that she no longer realizes exists. So it's no longer a no, thing. No, before, that works. before the mind wipe. Like, hey, you're going to forget about me. Okay, come and tell me, blah, blah, blah. And then Peter comes up and says, hey, did you know that one time when you were five, you lost your stuff? Whatever? And then she's like, oh, I love you. <laughs> that, that's not how it works because she won't know that's him because that gets wiped out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, That's I why she we'll doesn't see. know why she has an injury on her head. Yeah. It's it's very there's also like massive implications to like how exactly did this spell work? Like did no one did no one have a picture on their desktop of Peter Parker is Spider-Man? <laughs> what happens to that? I like think what happens I, to the physical evidence? I think it deletes it because you hear um J. Jonah saying, you know, the vigilante Spider-Man. He doesn't yeah, he say he should unmask himself. Yes. Yeah. It goes back to that. So I think it just removes all facts of that yeah i think anything that would have had like that picture where it's like half his mask half peter like that picture just gets deleted from the universe interesting you stayed for the after credit scene right i did now you didn't see venom 2 did you i did oh you did yeah you saw venom let there be carnage oh no i did not so do you know about the post post credit scene from that no pickups now from no the scotch um uh so the post-credit scene from that is eddie brock sitting in a hotel room uh and venom starts talking to him about like how crazy the universe is and how uh we symbiotes have we're millions of years old and we all share a hive mind across universes and to give you a glimpse of it would blow your tiny mind you wouldn't understand it um, cause Eddie was like, so where did you come from anyway? Or whatever. Uh, and he's like, all right, fine. I'll show you. And then like, there's this weird like flash and it's all light and crazy. And he's like, what the hell was that? And he's like, that wasn't me. Um, and then all of a sudden he's in a different hotel room and on a, on a TV and it's like a tropical place on a TV is J Jonah Jameson saying like, and Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And like Venom, uh, like comes out and you see Venom and he looks at the TV and he's like, I know that guy. Uh, oh. And you're like, oh shit! So we thought Venom was gonna be in this movie more than he was. Yeah. But then he's just in the post credit scene. He gets blipped back, but he leaves a little bit of goo. Yeah. So basically, Eddie Brock and Venom got blipped to this universe. I'm not gonna use the word blipped because that's what Thanos did. They got sucked into this universe because Venom is a hive mind, mm -hmm. and there is a version of Venom that knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man. So that's why he got blipped. And then he was trying to like get it all uh, at the bar. He got super drunk, which was hilarious. <laughs> and then got blipped back out, but left a little bit of venom on there. So the rope, so venom is now in the MCU, um, which is very interesting. 
I wonder where that's going to go. Venom is also in Mexico. <laughs> so yes. they kind of, I think they're like, okay, Venom is here. We're just going to tease that Venom might be a thing, but we can activate that storyline whenever we want because <laughs> Venom is in Mexico. Yes. Oh, just very interesting. I have not seen uh, a Doctor Strange trailer. So when I waited for the second post-credit scene and I saw Doctor Strange, I realized this is the movie trailer yeah. <laughs> for Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. You don't do movie trailers. Well, I do for this one now. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they showed it to you. That's one that I guess you shouldn't avoid because they shoved it in your face at the end of a movie. I guess, yeah. Um, what did you think about that trailer? Uh, hype. Hype, 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 hype. Hype. I love the <laughs> fact when he finds uh, Scarlet Witch yep. and she goes, oh, you're here for New Jersey. He's like, I don't care about New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice little answer to all of us being yes. like, where the fuck is Doctor Strange? Yeah, no, yeah, I don't care about what's I don't care what happened in New Jersey. Just <laughs> Yeah, mind control a whole month. I just uh, mind wiped the whole planet twice. Yeah. So whatever, we're I, good. I don't care. Um, it touches base on the What If episode, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. That's so we were always we were wondering, like, is this going to cross over at all or is this just a cool little side story in multiverse? Obviously, multiverse, the watcher is out there um, and now we're doing all this MCU like live action multiverse stuff. It would make sense to somehow cross over. What? The watcher. Yeah. Didn't he appear in Spider-Man for a moment? I don't think so. Yes. When it what? first cracked, like when, uh, oh. when he was first doing the spell. And he kept layering it under, like under, like underground, and then it like popped. It popped, and, and there was the a figure behind him. I thought it was the outline of the Watcher. Interesting. There were outlines um, in that scene. The first crack when we see all the purple like, ghosty people, there was the lizard. Mm-hmm. So we saw a lizard, and then at the end, uh, oh yeah, we didn't talk about this. Like on the Statue of Liberty, when it like super cracks. Which is such a cool visual effect, by the way, when like... It's terrifying. Yeah, it wasn't just like weird fissures in the sky. It was like literally bending space around it. Like it looked like the buildings were cracking. Um, There was Scorpion, Rhino, Craven the Hunter, and Black Cat, which is very cool to see in the cracks. I think the Watcher was in one of these cracks. I could see... I, I That's the second time I've heard that, too. I think there was, like, a Reddit comment of, like, did anybody else see the Watcher in one of I those saw cracks? The, I saw it in the first crack. That's cool. When it first broke, because he to, looked uh, over his left shoulder. Yeah. And because he could tell, I think, something. that? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, so that be that could be very cool. There are theories that it's not the same Strange from What If, that it's just, like, a... A version of Doctor Strange who gone who went down a similar path as Strange Supreme from What If, because What If uh, that one he kind of turned over a new leaf. He became more or less a good guy. He was never really a bad guy. He was no, just a he, good guy who went way too far. He he just got he just yeah yeah he was never a villain. Where this guy <laughs> seems very villainous. Yeah, this guy seems yeah yeah he had a, a different uh, like goatee. He had more of like a crazy unkempt goatee. Where the Doctor Strange one is just longer and like um, sharper, and he had like a big cape. Like he had a different looking cape and things like that. So, I mean, it could you could chalk it up to just costume design. They've inexplicably changed the way costumes look in the MCU from like one movie to the next. So. Um, so it could be anything. I hope it's the literal one from What If. And I hope 
we see the the multiverse Avengers is what people are calling them, like the group of people. Captain who, Carter, and yeah, all, Captain yeah. Carter, and all of them. T'Challa, although that would be tough. Um, but yeah, I hope we see like that whole group uh, somehow show up. I think that would be unbelievable if we saw that. What but, if they did? What if they did in the Doctor Strange movie? What if they yeah. fucking did? I think for you, the big spoiler that you've already seen is Wanda's in it. Did you know that that Wanda was going to be in it? Yeah. No, but I. I kind of thought so at the end of WandaVision. Yeah. When she's like reading the book. Yeah. Um, like that's obviously going to go somewhere. Yeah. She's coming back sometime. Yeah. Um, and then Dr. Strange is coming out in six months. <laughs> so is it, is it that far away? Uh, well now it's March for us or May, March or May. It's an M month. I always get those two confused. It's the first half of next year. I mean, March is three. It is the next MCU thing coming out. March. Which is going to be the longest gap we've had since WandaVision started. But it's got to be March. I think so, yeah. Three months? Yeah. I don't see them wanting to wait more than three months for content. Yeah, right. Especially now that they've just started raking in cash. I was going to say, this is their number one seller, so yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, three months for that. Uh, what do we have to hold us over? Uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Next week, yes. we got to talk about Hawkeye. We didn't even touch on Hawkeye, and now it's way too late. Yes, we got to touch on Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yeah, next week, we'll do. We'll try to do Hunt for Red October. We will talk about Hawkeye, because we've both needed. seen it. And uh, The Book of Boba Fett started. It came out today. This is Wednesday Ooh. when we're recording this. Ooh. I heard episode one is great. Now, this takes place after episode uh, six, right? It takes place after the last episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, really? Because it ends with him going to Jabba's palace. And he kills um, the big worm head guy. What's his name? I forget. Yeah. I know you're talking the about. The tan uh, Twi'lek. Yeah. Um, and then he sits on the throne. He's like, yeah, there's a new boss in town. I don't think he says anything, but. No, he, uh, I think he says, like, I'm the. He says something about ruling with respect. Yeah. So that I think that's right where it picks up. So it's after episode six, after Mando season one and two, right there. He, he leaves, he helps Mando get on the Imperial cruiser and then zips out of space and then goes to... Go straight to Tatooine. Goes back to Tatooine. I heard episode one was great. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to go home and watch it right now. Yeah, I'm going to have dinner and maybe I'll watch it tonight. Oh, yeah, we haven't had dinner. <laughs> well, I'm super excited to get on the ice with you now. Yes. Um, uh, I'm super excited to have pizza with you now. Yeah. Saved you... Uh, I think I saved you some solid bucks. Yeah, thank you so much. Seriously, I'm very excited. Thank you so much. This is... Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is uh, going to be our last episode of the year. <gasps> what a what a way to end it. This is this is the way to end it. A big fat two hour one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when it's. Yeah. I don't know lot. what it is about Spider-Man movies, but they're not just standard MCU. No, they're more fun. They make me feel like a kid again. Or the MCU but, makes me feel like a, a cool nerd who's having fun. Spider-Man but, movies make me feel like a kid. But if, there's something else to to them. Heart? No, just like impact. Mm. They're like Avenger movie level impact. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, what's a good movie? What do you think of Iron Man 2? Oh, yeah, the villain. It's, yeah, like when you go to see Ant-Man 2, you're like, oh, it was neat. Yeah, like, Iron cool. Man 3, yeah, it was neat. Well, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And that could be this and this. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but when you see Avenger movies or Spider-Man movies, like for some reason, Spider-Man is on that level. Yeah. I don't know if it's Tom Holland. I don't know if it's the way it's shot. I don't know if it's the the it's, story of it. I don't know. It's definitely part Tom Holland because I did you not think, feel this way about Andrew Garfield. <laughs> but Andrew Garfield wasn't getting shot like this. 
Yeah. Those movies were not looking like this. Yeah. Yeah. Do so you think it's Tom Holland is just the perfect Spider-Man? Uh, I think he is. I think in this movie, I still will say Andrew Garfield was my favorite Spider-Man in this movie. Um, both for like his emotional range, how funny he was. Um, but like I overall, Tom Holland is the best. I've said it before. Tobey Maguire, uh, I think was a decent Peter Parker. He was a very good nerd, awkward nerd. But when you put on the suit, you're supposed to become like, it's like, I forget what the, it's like, it's like the same effect that like when you're like an awkward nerdy person, but then you like, you get online and you have like a lot of online friends or something like that. You like, you're hilarious over AOL instant messenger or something like that. I know what you mean. It's like, you have this like mask to be your true self. I know what it is. What? You know what it is? Hmm. When the suit comes on, and this is not to me, I'm not trying to slight Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, mm. and I think you liked Andrew Garfield a lot more in this because you saw his face a lot more. Mm. Toby, uh, Tom Holland, when he's in the Spider-Man suit, for some reason, we still understand that he's Peter Parker. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like He still has that part of him. Like I think, he, I think Tom Holland acts in the suit the best. And I think that's why he has talked about it. The uh, director, I forget his name, makes him like overact. Like he said, if I was moving the same way I was without the suit, I'd look like an idiot. Yeah. But like when you have the suit on, you can't express with your face. So you need to make up with it with your body. And like if you go back and watch one of the Toby movies, there's several scenes where he's having a conversation and he's just not moving. Yes. And you can't even see that's his mouth moving or anything like that's that. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. While everybody else looks like a person in a suit, yeah. this looks like Peter Parker in the suit. Yeah. It, we still know it's Peter Parker. We still relate to the boyish, young part of, of the character in the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's why, because he's the most unique in his suit. I, Andrew Garfield didn't have his, his uh, didn't have his, not, not helmet, didn't have mask. his his mask on for a majority of his scenes. Yeah. And that's why we get very emotional. Yeah. We see experiences crying. with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But then even I, I did prefer before Tom Holland, I preferred Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man suit over Tobey Maguire in the Spider-Man suit because he was more like that thing yeah. that is like that anonymity that the mask gives you. It's like, he becomes more like lively. Yeah. Is, like what Spider-Man is supposed to do, like awkward, very smart, but kind of awkward nerd without the mask. And then like quippy and like Tom Holland crushed it in civil war. Like when they're fighting in the airport and he's like, Whoa, those are really cool wings, stuff like that. But like, it's really yeah. cool. It's like, hi, I've never fought an Avenger before. Yeah. And he's like, so funny. And like instantly I was like, yes, this is Spider-Man. This is what I want to be yes. a Spider-Man. But he's so awkward when he was talking to Tony Stark in the apartment and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like he nailed both of them and I still think he's the best Spider-Man, but Andrew Garfield was the best, like in the suit, uh, Toby was very good at being like awkward and like just. A I don't good think they boy. had the the technology for Toby. Mm. I think to be maybe as move, like as movable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or also maybe he just he didn't have the there wasn't the thought process of conveying that with the nonverbal acting. We learned it from Toby. Yes, like, we learned. Toby it from had to Toby. walk so Tom can run. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 We well, should hey. wrap this shit up. <laughs> Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, buddy. See you next year. See ya. <laughs>
Not supposed to be hearing music. Not supposed to be hearing music. This is super bright. Get out of my face. Okay, that's better. That's better. That's better. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs>